Good evening, Crypt Keepers, and welcome to a very special dark episode of Cryptique. No Ryan tonight, so I don't have any jokes for you, but here's what you need to know. Please like, subscribe, share, tell a friend, an enemy, or an entity. Let us know what you think at crypticpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out our merch at crypticpodcaststore.com. You can find us on TikTok at cryptique underscore podcast, YouTube at cryptique podcast, X is at podcast evil. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Gab, and Truth Social, and there's probably some more. But tonight we have Jeffrey Seelman. He's an author, teacher, clearing expert, psychic, and exorcist. Jeffrey created his services in 1992 in order to help people with energy problems in their living environment, working environment, their body's personal energy fields, as well as helping those that are under attack by negative or demonic spirits. Aside from in-person work, distance teaching and clearing is just as effective. Through pictures or Skype, home, business, and personal clearings can be accomplished. Telephone and Skype is an excellent method to teach individuals how to protect themselves from negative emotional energies easily picked up in the home, work, and just about anywhere. He's made appearances on Sci-Fi Channel Sightings, E! Entertainment Television, Strange Universe. He's made an astonishing 11 appearances on Coast to Coast. And he's also appeared on hundreds of radio shows, newspaper and magazine articles, television news feature stories, and much more throughout the years. Well, tonight, Cryptique is proud to welcome Jeffrey Seelman. Jeff, how are you doing tonight? Jay, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on the show. Thanks for joining us. Is this a busy time of year for you? Uh, every day is Halloween. Uh, <laughs> Star Clear, which is the name of my business mm-hmm. and my service. And uh, so I get calls every day from people with different kinds of problems. And uh, they're all the same. And, and none of them are the same sure. at once, meaning that people have uh, some of the same uh, issues, mm-hmm. families, businesses, people. And then, uh, but no two problems are the same. Well said. So if you're listening, Jeff's website is starclear.com. Starclear is one word and it's spelled correctly. So there's no mystery behind it. I suggest if you're not driving that you follow along on his website. It just makes things easier. You can, you know, you can see who you're listening to, first of all, which I always like to do. And then, you know, when he gets into, you know, sort of the weeds on some certain things, then you can follow along on his website and kind of keep yourself updated. And that's where we want people to go anyway. So go to starclear.com as long as you're not driving or flying a Blackhawk around my neighborhood or something and follow along on his website as we go through this podcast. It just makes things so much better. All right. So you have a lot of books. Can you just uh, list yeah. your books for the listeners? 
my first book was called Power Protection. I wrote that uh, in Chicago in 2013. Mm -hmm. And that was primarily a workbook that uh, describes how people can energetically protect themselves from everything negative. Mm -hmm. And the first chapter, which is called My Story, which uh, I thought was going to be just a normal size chapter, uh, turned out to be the longest of all of them. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's about me. It's about my metaphysical unusual history uh and uh that was almost twice as long as some of the chapters i was a little surprised but (laughs) i I couldn't really get through it without uh explaining some things about myself Mm -hmm. and who i am and uh and so um i did that and uh later on i i uh created a book in europe called uh Germany and Holland were the two countries I, I did most of it. It was called Life of an Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes more into some uh, reasons why I do these things uh, and, and things like that. Uh, it's, uh, it's okay. Um, <laughs> not my personal favorite. Uh, kind of. It started out as maybe I was going to go into some case histories without mentioning names and places. Sure. And I decided that that was not a good thing to do. And so I kind of went, everybody's got that second, everybody, every writer has got that second book where they go, <laughs> uh oh, now when, when, uh, like say rock bands sometimes have an album that maybe the second one isn't quite as good as the first one. Sure. Well, what do you do? You know, in, in my world, what I do is just make a third book that's better than both of them. And that's what I did. And a few months ago, I released a book called Moving Energy. And that goes into uh, more developed concepts of how one can protect themselves. Uh, And it goes into how we can keep our living environments uh, as clear as possible. And also goes into a little bit about me uh, in case uh, people did not get the first book. Uh, or anything like that, and um, and so I think you know, the third one was probably the best of the three. Mm-hmm. After that, I wrote an essay. This was about two months ago, called "Bad Spirits on the Internet." Yes, yes, and "Bad Spirits on the Internet" uh, was like I said, it's an essay, mm-hmm. and uh, it kind of goes into a whole bunch of things, and one of them being. Uh, how we affect each other uh, on the internet, on an emotional level, level, and on an uh, energetic level, mm-hmm. uh, and I can explain that later. But and then I also go into uh, how uh, spirits, which are just people who have passed on, and even more negative spirits, uh, things like demonic spirits, can and do affect. Uh, a portion of people on the internet, and I do say portion, and just a you know, sometimes somewhere, and how that works. Mm-hmm. And so I explain it in great detail. I go into I have a chapter about myself because 
is probably best that people know a little bit about me. And I released it separately from my books. Mm -hmm. And I did, uh, let's see, well, I did my 11th appearance on Coast to Coast uh, with George Norrie. Mm -hmm. And um, also um, it was released uh, to some other places as well. Um, now that they do, oh, YouTube and things like that. So sure, uh, it uh, did very well. And we can get these uh, books on StarClear.com? No, but you can certainly... What I did with, uh, say, some of these other shows was this. Because <clears throat> I'm actually in the process of creating a new website. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to get ahead of myself. It'll be done in the next 30 days. But uh, for now, uh, what I tell people is, look, just send me an email and say that you want uh, my stuff for free. And I'll just send it to you. And I have audio uh, books for you and uh, a copy of Bad Spirits on the Internet in written form and all of that. And I'll be happy to send it to any of your listeners, Jay, for free without any strings attached. Um, and so it's not an advertisement thing. Like I said, it doesn't sure. cost anything. It's best if you send me an email so I can just reply with these things uh and um so it worked out really well before when i did that and so uh people can listen to my audiobooks uh which is what i was talking about all three of, the, of my books are in audio format perfect mp3 so you can just listen to them and then uh, also i'll send a few other things over as well all of it just informational and fun to listen to and it kind of goes into the subjects which I deal with. Mm -hmm. Well, it's that important that you're giving it away. A, a lot of people wouldn't do that, but yeah, you got to you got to do what you got to do to, you know, heal people and properties. And I, and I know you say clearing, but, you know, it's a healing, right? Yeah, and it's uh, uh, any way that I can to help people, Jay. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I didn't really create these books in order to make money. Mm -hmm. um, I do have a pretty uh, viable service, which I teach people through Zoom and Skype and on the telephone how to protect themselves. Okay. Uh, and um, I even do distance work, which I've been doing since 2007, mm -hmm. although I've had my service since 1992. So that's like, you know, 30 some years. And so I've been doing this a long time. But uh, as far as my audio lessons go uh, and in audio books as well, um, I never really created them in order to make money. You can find some of these audio books on Amazon, mm -hmm. but I really they were more informational. And and so I, I want people to listen to them, whether they take my services or not, it's not important. What's important is that they have uh, different pieces of information, like my opinion about how things work mm -hmm. on a physical and non-physical level, on a scientific level, uh, so that they can make informed decisions about uh, the world around them and the, also the unseen world. And we'll put that email and obviously all your links and everything in the sure. show notes. But what's the email that you want them to hit you up at for these things? Um, I've, I've been, you know, of course I own Jeffrey at StarClear.com. Uh -huh. But I think, you know, the easier way to get a hold of me wherever I happen to be is clearings at Yahoo.com. Okay. 
and and so I own everything at Jeffrey, you know, StarClear.com. So of course, Jeffrey at StarClear.com. But a lot of people that I know in in uh, like say the media actually have a secret Yahoo email address, Ooh. and it's it's meant for when they travel, and it's uh, uh, just sort of an anonymous type thing. But clearings at Yahoo.com is the fastest way to get a hold of me. Uh, and it's also on my website. So in case you don't write it down right now, just take a look at starclear.com and you can click on it and uh, send me an email and say, you know, I want the free stuff, Jeffrey, and uh, I'll send you whatever I have. And and uh, and like I said, I'm not going to It's uh, try to get you to take any of my services because I don't know if you need any of my services anyway. Some people are just curious. Mm-hmm. People know, uh, you know, if, uh, if they uh, need me or not. Well, that's uh, that's something we'll get into. I, I think everybody could use protection, right? It's it doesn't matter if you've got a you know a negative entity, dark entity, uh, you know what have you attached to you or on your property. Having protection is the way to go. Let's let's prevent it from happening in the first place. Mandatory, you know. It's it's if we think about it. Uh, that we protect ourselves from a lot of things. You know, we we certainly put up little alarms and ring doorbells and all these wonderful things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got that stuff up too, you know. Sure. I live in the city. And so, uh, but people who don't as well. But, you know, the one thing that we are never taught to do, Jay, is to learn to protect ourselves from negative emotional energies mm-hmm. We're, it's just not something we learn in school and and so i try to get it through to people that uh we all have feelings and we all generate feelings mm-hmm. uh towards each other and some of them are positive and some of them are not so positive and it's my contention that emotional energies can affect us much like a road rage mm. thing where uh, it can amplify suddenly our emotional states of mind. And that can be done in conversations with people, that can be done with people that we meet, uh, people that we don't meet uh, in, uh, when we're in a large grocery store mm-hmm. uh, and there's an incident or somebody is a little bit angry that can make us angry. Uh, when people think about us when they're sleeping, they're still sending us emotional energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea would be for it to harmlessly bounce off of our energy shields and fields, but it doesn't always do that. And it actually can mix and amplify our emotional states of mind. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I teach people some very simple non-religious, non-denominational scientific techniques that are really easy to learn and you can pull them up in five seconds and use these things to create different kinds of simple shields that will keep out other people's negative emotional energies. This also does work on negative spirits, something we'll be talking about as well, mm-hmm. uh, because all these emotional energies come on a non-physical level, and that's how people naturally 
communicate and spread energies towards each other. And that is how spirits deliberately spread mm. uh, information and feelings. Negative feelings is the only stuff we have to worry about. Mm. This is not about your spirit guides trying to send you good business advice. That's a very positive thing. Sure. I'm talking about protecting yourself from the onslaught of negative emotions that come from other people, even spirits. We can pick them up through the media. Mm -hmm. uh, we can pick them up from people around us. We can pick them up from environments that we come into contact with. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not some kind of philosophy it happens, you know, we all know that we can affect each other, mm -hmm. uh, that people are capable of getting each other angry by saying a few words uh, or expressions that we have or just actions themselves. And so we're not taught how to protect ourselves. And that is one big thing that I do because I am a teacher and uh, I've been teaching people how to protect themselves for many decades and it works. Uh, and like I said, it's not connected with any kind of philosophy or religion or anything like that. I'm not against anything like that. It's just not what I do. Sure. Well, that, that actually works out better because you can help Catholic families. You can help Muslim families. You can help atheists. You can help everybody. Whereas, you know, if it was just a priest, and I, I don't want to speak for the, you know, the priests out there, but they may say, well you know, come to the Catholic Church and we'll talk about it. And But you help everybody. And that seems to be a common thread with people with your gift that I've come across is it's just like when you realize you have this gift, it, it just is, I must use this to help people. And that's amazing. If I was, uh, if I was going to join the Catholic Church and become an exorcist, which is what I would be doing because that's what I do out here anyway, sure. that they, by their laws, they would only allow me to work with Catholic people. Oh. And so you, you touched upon that, Jay, mm -hmm. and it's very true. Uh, the Catholic word of exorcism is actually very powerful, and it works very well when done properly. And just about every tradition or religion has some kind of systematic ritual. Mm -hmm that uh, a person can use or at least the priest or practitioners can use in order to uh, deal with negative spirits and also uh, maybe a person who is uh, uh, um, taken in too much negative emotional energy mm -hmm. and is exhibiting some problems but right, exactly. This is why I do it uh, and, and why I don't belong to any religion. It's not because I don't have any belief systems. Sure. I do. Uh, it's just because uh, this way I can help everybody. And I do. I do help Muslim people and I do help evangelical Christians and I do help Catholics and I help atheists and agnostics mm -hmm. and everybody in between. And I don't even ask them about the religion. Sometimes they talk to me about it and that's fine mm -hmm. uh, but the main thing is is to uh, get all of this uh, problematic stuff gone and uh, sometimes it does affect how I work mm -hmm. uh, if, if people belong to a certain tradition 
uh, I might be, uh, there's no, no clearing that I do on people or property is the same. Sure. Everyone is different. And I do take into account the differences that people have. Mm-hmm. And also when I'm talking with people uh, about things, um, say I'm talking with somebody who is an avowed atheist. They don't believe that anything is going to happen after we die. That's the end of it. Sure. And I understand these people. I do. You know, it, it's uh, there's no proof out there. Uh-huh. Not really. I mean, there's a lot of uh, evidence, right. I think, uh, more than enough. But I, I don't think that there's any proof because it's uh, they're looking for very often they're looking for physical proof. Now, your average religious person would not. They deal with more with also a little bit of faith or a lot of faith and uh, and hope. And this is what I hope happens after I die. And this is what I think happens and all this. Mm-hmm. And so I think that works out, you know, a little better. But certainly I deal with a lot of people who are agnostic and atheist. And I might use different terminology okay. uh, when I'm speaking with them. Uh, uh, I'll do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But I want to make sure that they understand it in ways that they can. Well, that that definitely makes sense. Before we get too far ahead, can you just tell us a little bit about your background and how you got started? Sure. I was born with psychic ability. Psychic ability is nothing more than perception. So psychic ability is perception. And we all have psychic ability. Every one of us has psychic ability. Our system naturally picks up non-physical signals uh, from other people and the world around us and also the unseen world around us. And so maybe I was just born with a little bit less of um, some kind of filter or whatever. And I was, uh, when I was young, I was able to see spirits Sometimes, even though I did not know what they were, mm-hmm. I had, um, when I was four years old, I had a visitation in my bedroom with two alien beings. They came into my bedroom and I was uh, awake. I talk about that sometimes in my book uh, or in other places as well. Sure. And, uh, and so uh, I had an unusual childhood. Mm-hmm. And I was not always able to see spirits. It wasn't like spirits are everywhere mm-hmm. or something like that. But when I turned down my headlights, so to speak, you know, these uh, this perceptual part of my mind, things were a little bit easier to comprehend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't really talk about it much uh, when I was a, a kid. I, I'm 64, so I grew up in the 60s and 70s, sure. high school in the 70s. Um, Nobody wanted to talk about it. No, they really didn't. And they didn't really want to talk about anything back then, which is good. You know, we when I was going going to high school back in the mid 1970s, it was more about who was having the half barrel party on Friday night (laughs) and who was playing in concert because rock concerts were about five to seven, seven dollars and 50 American, you know, uh, for concert. Yeah. $7.50. $7.50. So you could go see like your favorite band for that back then. We went to a lot of concerts. That was not even a lot of, a lot of money back then. Mm-hmm. Not really. 
$7 was not even a lot of money when I was growing up. It does not change that much. And sure. so, uh, yeah, I didn't really talk about it. I went into the uh, United States Air Force after I graduated from high school in 1978. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I did... Uh, my service and then i did not talk about it in the air force okay uh that would have been a big mistake <laughs> uh and so i kept that quiet um it just you know it was something you know for anybody out there who uh can uh relate to the concept of unusual things happening to them and them getting warnings about people and places and Sometimes we call it intuition. Mm-hmm. It's it's not always something we, we always talk about with other people. It's just something that we use for our own purposes, you know, to keep right. ourselves out of trouble. Yeah, that's what I did. Nineteen eighties, uh, after I got out of the service, I started studying all sorts of metaphysical concepts throughout history: uh, the history of religion, the history of spirit communication, mm-hmm. the history good and evil, uh, and uh, all sorts of things, protection. Uh, And I mainly did some of these things. I started out this way for self-help reasons. I was just trying to, oh, better myself, I guess. Sure. I didn't belong to any religion. I've been practicing meditation since I was a teenager, but I wasn't really looking to join anything. Mm -hmm. But I thought about at least nothing else, learning about what different people throw out thought throughout time. And uh, what happened was, was that around 1990, uh, I fell into this group uh, that were doing Ouija boards. And Mm -hmm. uh, they had been doing Ouija boards for about 20 years together. Mm -hmm. And they even have guests over, you know, and I was one of the guests at one time. I, how I fell into it really was that, you know, I was just, uh, uh, I, I just knew the people. I didn't know they were doing Ouija boards. And sure. Uh, and so they invited me over one night and I came, Jay, I came really close to not going and never seeing these people again. Hmm. Maybe never starting Star Clear. I, I thought that, look, I believed in spirits. I knew that they were there. I had heard them. I had talked to them, but I really didn't enjoy it. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought that maybe that is this, do I really need to do this? You know, my life's weird enough without, you know, deliberately sitting down and, and whatever and, and maybe communicating with spirits. Mm-hmm. But I just, at the end, I decided to do it. And I ended up doing hundreds of Ouija board sessions with this group. Uh, a couple of people in this group, uh, one of them had really, or more than one, had really strong psychic abilities. And there were at least two uh, psychic readers who were well known in my uh, in my city at the time. Okay. Uh, and there was an attorney involved in there. And so one psychic and one attorney both had issues with their home homes. Sure. They lived separately and they had trouble getting rid of what they thought may have been either some kind of spirit or just negative, some kind of negative presence. This group had tried to get rid of it and they're pretty good at doing this stuff actually. Okay. And they asked me if I would do that, if I would try it at least. And I did separately one weekend one person the next week and the next and i got rid of both problems like right away and you know jay i didn't even know what i was doing yeah i actually kind of went in there like what am i going to do but i it just kind of came to me what to do and i I was able to clear out their living environments quickly 
to the point where these problems disappeared and never came back, they suggested that I take this to the public. Uh, and I put a small ad in a local newspaper, mm. which, which which went nowhere. Sure. And uh, it turned out that the paper itself thought my business was so interesting that they did a three-page article on, on me. And that's kind of how things started out as far as I started to draw some attention mm-hmm. by just offering the services uh, even more than the amount of work that I was doing. And that's what we're talking early 1990s at the time, 1992, right? going into 1993. Well, that's that's awesome. So you've been doing this for a long time. A long time, a long time. And uh, I started out just dealing with very negative stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And so uh, I, the ad in the paper, which I kept, and I actually put an ad in the Yellow Pages, mm-hmm. uh, was really about, you know, hey, if you got a really bad problem, uh, give me a call. And so I was only handling the most negative stuff. I was working full time, uh, for a cable company. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was not installing so much as I was in charge of apartment buildings. Okay. And then eventually I went in to work for an internet company after that mm-hmm. full time, uh, around the year 2000. Uh, and I was just doing star clear at night. Uh, the companies were aware of what I was doing and sometimes, you know, even brought up the idea of me even helping them with stuff, oh. you know, as long as I didn't tell anybody and I of never course. do all clients are confidential. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I know. Isn't it interesting? Yeah. You know that here I am, I, I got to tell this quick story thing and I'll, I'll make it real quick. Oh no, you're good. So, and people relate to this, how things happen, you know, mm-hmm. I was in the men's room, uh, working at the cable company and the owner of the entire cable company came in. This guy, you know, there was 600 employees at least, if not more, maybe a thousand. Sure. I didn't know him. I had, I had you know, maybe said hello in the hallway. Mm-hmm. But so uh, we're in the men's room t- and we're just talking. And he says, you know what? I may have a problem. Uh, you know, my son, you know, he's upstairs in his attic and he's doing too much partying and he's blasting his guitar and he's moving out. And I think I want the attic cleared. <laughs> Because, you know, I don't know if there's anything up there or not, but just having him up, up there for a few years doing all that stuff's enough to have a clearing. Sure. And so it, it's just kind of interesting, you know, that you talk to people in the strangest places. And so that little meeting went on in the men's room. It, yeah. And so. Meant to be. Well, yeah, it was, I thought it was really interesting. You know, just no way out of what I do, really, that people are interested and. Uh, in, in, uh, and so I left the internet company in 2001 and I devoted myself full time to doing StarClear. Um, I had done some national television back in the 1990s. I was on the, uh, the very first paranormal show in the United States. It was called Sightings. Oh, and one of the and best was, ever. Uh, yeah, it was like the only one on. So, I mean, it was like everybody was watching and even though it was on like super late at night. Yeah. Uh, that, um, so, uh, they had heard about me and I did an exorcism on, uh, the cameras for the cameras from Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they'd come out, they'd come out to Milwaukee, uh, where I was living at the time. And, and so, uh, it took about 12 hours to film my end of it. Mm -hmm. And it was a success. And three girls were having... A problem and and they were seeing shadows pass on the other side of the shower curtain 
They'd wake up with indentations in their bed. These were three young professional women, three young professional women that uh, were in separate bedrooms. You know, they uh, just had gone in on a condominium Mm -hmm. and all three of them were experiencing negative things. And uh, so uh, settings filmed me clearing their condominium and the problem left. It never came back, and sightings said so. That led to some more national television, uh, and certainly um, hundreds of radio show uh, appearances. Sure. And I still do these things. You know, I'm still doing these things. Yeah, now. we appreciate you taking your time to come and slum it with us a little bit. <laughs> well, you know, I'm just, I'm just, a, I'm just a regular person. You know, and, sure. Uh, and so I try to explain things in ways that. Anybody can understand them because I believe that this is all natural phenomena. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't spirits. Yes, there are spirits. Uh, There may be a God. I don't know. I mean, I cannot say what that is, but I can say that it makes sense. Sure. You know, to me, it's not a crazy concept. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think that just about everybody has had some experiences uh, being in environments particularly uh, where they're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Somebody walks into somebody else's apartment or their home or their restaurant or something and they get negative feelings and I think they're picking up on emotional energy, Jay. I think we naturally have these senses uh, in our system. Everybody, everybody. It doesn't take me. Sure. It's everybody is able to say, you know what? I, I don't feel right in this place. Right. And it might be right. our own home. Right. It might be an apartment we just rented, you know, that's been rented before, mm-hmm. you know, 25, 100 times. Yeah. And, and I believe that everyone generates emotional energy, For kind sure. of like sweat. <laughs> now, we know what to do with sweat. We can get into the shower or bath or something. Right. And we can get it off of us. But what do we do with the emotional energy that we're generating that we don't see, but we can feel? Mm-hmm. And that can build up, that can accumulate in our living environments, and it does. It can also accumulate in our own body's emotional energy fields, and it does. And we don't know what to do about it because there is simply no consensus on what the problem is in the first place. Right. I mean, some people might tell you that. Well, it's nothing. It's just you psychologically reacting to whatever. Right. I don't believe that. I I really believe that what people are picking up on is a genuine emotional energy that is not visible to the naked eye and yet accumulates in our uh, body's energy fields from us generating it, Mm -hmm. from us picking it up from other people and also from environments uh, throughout our entire lives. And because these energies do not have any physical weight to them. Mm. They don't weigh anything. Okay. That uh, it, it, it causes other kinds of problems. And so it's not a matter of, um, you know, trying to figure out how much emotional energy is in your environment or in your body's energy fields. Uh, it can be determined by some of the stress uh, that you're feeling and from some of the negative reactions that a person is getting. Mm-hmm. And it also can be cleared out it, it doesn't have to be with somebody like me. One of the things I've been working on lately in the last oh, five to 10 years mm-hmm. is teaching people how to do their own clearings 
so that they can take care of their own living environment and also take care of their own body's mm -hmm. energy fields. So my goal if with, with a lot of this stuff is, look, I'm 64 years old and I can't help everybody forever. Sure. And one of the things that I've been really trying to work on the last 10 years is to teach people how to learn to protect themselves from any negative emotional energies. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not as hard as one would think. And I'll give an example because people are going to go, how do we know which ones are negative, Jeffrey? Sure. Well, it's like this. If you take a, a small pin, and I don't recommend that you do this at home, but this is a really good example, okay. analogy here, that if you take like a small pin or anything like that and you touch, you touch yourself, it's going to hurt a little bit. Sure. You know, you're going to feel the, the end of the pin. If you remove the pin and take that, set it down and touch your, say, your forearm with your finger, it's going to feel good. Mm -hmm. So your body knows what's good for it and what's not good for it, what doesn't feel good and what feels good. And so the what I teach is more like a um, filtering system than it is putting yourself in some kind of bubble so that you don't feel other people's emotions. Okay. That it, nothing could be further than the, from the truth. Okay. Uh, this is really about filtering out and sending back to the source negative emotional energies. And so I've had a lot of unusual stuff happen to me. Um, and I go into it a different, uh, in different books and different radio shows and TV shows. And also uh, there's a really interesting story in Bad Spirits on the Internet. Uh, the third chapter, I kind of go into some stuff that happened to me. So I've not had a, a very not a very normal life at all. Um, I, I do think that um, uh, just about anybody can relate to where I'm coming from. Now, I don't just handle things that are really problematic. Uh, back in the 1990s, I was. I was only handling the worst of the worst. Sure. Exorcism stuff. Right. And what happened was, was that uh, people would call me up and they would say, okay, I think I'm having a problem in my home, Jeffrey. And this is before the internet even came out. You know, I was just doing in-person work only. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, and and it would uh, be just about anybody because all people have these problems. So it would be everything from a small apartment to a, a mansion. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I've, you know, been in plenty of mansions and it's got nothing to do with how much money people have or what kind of job they have or anything. You know, if people are not feeling comfortable in their home, uh, then they give me a call. And so one of the things that I noticed, Jay, was that I noticed that uh, there was a corresponding amount of negative emotional energies in just about every home that I went into, you know, corresponding to problems that uh that they would complain about mm -hmm. people would say hey this is what's going on sure so sometimes there would be an attacking spirit in some of these homes and sometimes uh in these homes or businesses a lot of a lot of businesses mm -hmm. uh it would just be a lot of emotional energy mm -hmm. and people would mistake that for spirits 
that they would feel that. I mean, even to the point where maybe a dog was barking at a corner. That sure. didn't necessarily mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that there is a spirit in there. It could be they're picking up on a lot of emotional energy in one area. Okay. And so what happened was in the 1990s was, especially in the late 1990s, was that um, I, I started to realize that some people who called me up and said, hey, I got something in my home, really didn't. And, and only had uh, emotional energy in their home that may have accumulated over a period of 10, 20, or 100 years. You know, a lot of people's homes are 100 years old or more. Sure. Uh, around the country and eventually around, you know, the world when I started working around everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so um, I started to branch out into negative emotional energy. Mm-hmm. problems with a person's energy fields and also uh, in their home or in their business. Mm-hmm. So I started handling more than just stuff with spirits mm-hmm. because I found that it wasn't the biggest problem. That negative emotional energy in people's living environments, working environments, and in their personal body's energy fields mm-hmm trapped emotional energies that are negative were really uh, the bigger problem with more people. And so I I started putting that on my website. Uh, And so I started getting calls, Jay, from people who didn't have any problems with spirits. Uh And that's true to today, meaning that uh, I would say that at least 50% of the people who contact me uh, are not complaining at all about spirits. Mm-hmm. If not more than 50%, maybe 60%, you know, that, uh, or they don't know. But right, but right. The, what they're really complaining about is that maybe I don't feel so good in my, my home. Uh, I just got divorced and it just doesn't feel right. There was a lot of yelling going on. Yeah. Uh, or people who have jobs that are, they pick up emotional energy, which is just about every job. Yeah, uh, that we have, you know, especially in 2023, for sure, as we talk here, uh, that all jobs are a way to pick up emotional energy mm-hmm. uh, in our body's energy fields. And so pe- some people just need clearing work done, as I call it, mm-hmm. and, and not exorcisms. Not everybody is possessed. Right. I think that uh, uh, it's a lot less than we think it is, although uh, spirits with bad intentions do try to throw people over the top mm-hmm. and get them to do things that they would not normally do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this happens during uh, different times, meaning uh, when people are out of control emotionally, mm-hmm. when they're blacked out through alcohol or drug abuse. Right. And everybody should probably know out there, I said abuse, not use, but abuse. And if you're blacking out, it's abuse. <laughs> if you're blacking out, it's abuse. Yeah. And and so there's a problem right there. And I call that temporary possession. Okay. Uh, when, when, when somebody steps out, they black out, and something else steps in very temporarily and, and gets them to do something they would not normally do. Uh, it's not every situation. 
uh, you know, a lot more, people are responsible for their own behavior, and right. sometimes it's just them doing really bad things and they don't remember doing it. But it, it, I also found that spirits are not to blame for every problem in our world. Sure. And that we are also spirits, and I'm sure you've heard that one before, Jay. Of course, yeah. You know, this concept that we have this duality to us, and I don't, I'm not speaking in religious terms here, but mm -hmm. you can take it in religious terms if you want, that uh, we are physical human beings and, and spirits all at once. And so we have this duality to us that is happening right now. Mm -hmm. uh, this part of us that's eternal and part of us that's not. And when I say eternal, I just mean that we don't really die. Right. Uh, that we don't uh, wink out or something. Uh, and most people don't believe that. Most people also hope that doesn't happen. Right, right. And so the, hence to get into the religious aspects sometimes of that. So I, get a, I have a lot of clients that are very religious. Mm-hmm. And because I, I make it very clear that I don't judge mm -hmm. anybody's religion, uh, there is there is not one religion here on the planet Earth that I have not worked with. Okay. Well, the the thing that's great about what you do, or one of the things that's great, is when we hear about like Catholic exorcisms, often it is brutal on the person who is either possessed or maybe has, you know, a mental illness that's been mistaken for a possession that we've seen in the past where, you know, they won't eat for three weeks and they won't drink water and they won't sleep. But you don't you don't have that problem, right? Like the, you, they there's there's no risk to anybody with what you do. Find out after a quick break. Welcome back, Crypt Keepers. Yeah, it, it's uh, uh, usually people who are in this kind of situation are long into uh, a psychiatric ward, mm -hmm. jail, yeah. uh, or someplace else. There, there are problems, and uh, uh, it's not real common because, you know, me, myself, um, I just... Well, that's not the techniques that I use for exorcism anyway. Sure. Uh, now, exorcism is the art of command. Okay. And so when you, if you're taking a look at a Catholic exorcism, you're going to see a lot of forceful command going on. Right. Uh, you know, get out, you know, and, and using the name of different spirits. Right. Uh, this kind of thing. Uh, but you better be sure, they better be sure that the person is possessed. Uh, in, in doing so, because more harm can be done than not. Right. Uh, it's not the way that I work, uh, and I certainly uh, don't yell at anybody and that kind of thing. Sure. Uh, it's not necessary. And like I said, exorcism is the art of command. But that can also be done on a whole bunch of different levels. Mm -hmm. It's not necessary that even exorcism is done on a, an auditory level. Okay. It can be done, uh, you know, with essentially telepathy, mm -hmm. uh, speaking directly with the spirit or using energies that have a known effect upon negative spirits so that they get out of the person. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think 
the more common scenario, Jay, is when there is a spirit in a living environment or working environment. Mm -hmm. That happens more frequently because people who are truly possessed are not going to call somebody like me. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm the last person they're going to call. Right, right. And so when they call me and say, I think I'm possessed, I know that they're not or they wouldn't be calling me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, it's kind of like a demonic spirit calling me up and saying, hey, would you get me out of somebody's body? <laughs> right. And it's really not going to happen. So they're not really fully possessed. They might be, uh, you know, being um, manipulated by a spirit sure. uh, or there's something in the home. Uh, or the business, and I do mention businesses because it's they're very overlooked. Uh, a lot of times when I go and do media work, uh, we talk about people having these problems, and we talk about homes having these problems. You know, the haunted house, mm -hmm. and we're coming up to Halloween time. You know, <laughs> and it's, it's a great time for all of these really interesting movies and uh, scenarios, but uh, it's really not the way it is so much mm -hmm. uh and so it's, it's kind of jazzed up sure for the movies and all of that but so usually it's somebody else calling for somebody else when it comes to somebody being possessed mm -hmm. somebody's saying that my husband's having a problem my wife sure. my wife is possessed it's, you know kind of sounds like a rodney dangerfield or something you know <laughs> and and it's, my wife's possessed <laughs> you know can you do something about her yeah. you know and uh i'll, I'll take a flight to puerto rico so take one <laughs> but um, it's, it's like, so what's really going on usually is uh, that sometimes things invade a home mm -hmm. and uh, most negative spirits are just people who have passed on and continue to do negative things. So the disclaimer here is that most spirits are good. Some are not. Sure. Just most like people. people are good. Yep. Yeah, most people are good and some are not. And just like we have to deal with the ones that are not, the people that are not in our world and protect ourselves from these people, and they're around. Mm -hmm. We don't always know where they are, but they're around, mm -hmm. that there are negative spirits out there. And negative spirits uh, are really malcontents. Uh, they have problems. They have mental issues. Mm -hmm. uh, they have psychological issues. Uh, they have moral issues, right. ethical, like I said. They, uh, and so what they try to do is they try to upset the harmony and balance of a person living in an apartment or a house or a family living in a home or roommates living in a home. All these different things. And uh, this is the most common scenario for me when it comes to spirits. Mm -hmm is that uh, something doesn't feel right in our home. And so what I do is um, I believe that there is no such thing as distance on a non-physical level. For sure. And yet I also believe that the non-physical universe is unlimited in space. Okay. So you can have unlimited space at once at the same time uh, that you can transmit non-physical emotional energies both good and bad uh over any amount of space so to speak sure you know sure. from point a to point b and so i'll take a picture of a home or pictures 
or Zoom or Skype, uh, maybe just for a little tour or something. But I think most people really just send me uh, like a few pictures, especially of the outside of a home. Mm -hmm. And I'll do a clearing on this home over a period of a couple of days until uh, the home is now pristine and does not contain any negative emotional energy or in such small amounts that it would not affect uh, the people living there. Sure. And any kind of negative spirits that might be in there, usually just, there's just one. Hmm. And that, that they're gone as well. Now, you can't kill spirits, but you can certainly kick them out of your home. Uh, and so I've been asked a lot, well, what do you do with them then? You mm -hmm. know, well, not really very much. Uh, it's spirits. There are, we have a lot of help on the other side, Jay. Mm -hmm. And so I think that there are places where some spirits can go. Mm hmm. Uh, and where they're forced to go so they cannot harm other spirits. And uh, But most of the time, I just simply kick them out of the person's home with such force and also by clearing the home, by making it uh, no longer comfortable for a negative spirit to be in. Sure. Uh, that usually takes care of the problem. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's uh, you know, it's kind of my job, you know, that uh, not always to play spirits in some netherworld or something like that for a period of time. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in hell, but the idea that I think there are quarantine spaces mm -hmm. because some spirits cannot get along with other spirits or they continually attack living beings and that cannot be allowed. Uh, but are, are things forever? No. Sure. Now, do you subscribe to stone tape theory are you familiar with that i just learned about it so no i've never really heard of it so particularly here uh, right across the we're in st louis and then right across mm -hmm. the river is alton illinois and it's kind of a well-known i guess haunted town or whatever and uh, there's this theory that they took a lot of the limestone from a prison that was there they took blocks and they would use it for foundations on these homes can that carry that negative energy with it yes uh the actual science is called psychometry okay and so the idea being that uh, if you hold on to something long enough or you put your feelings into an inanimate object mm -hmm. uh, that it can actually hold an emotional charge the most common examples of this would be jewelry, lockets, uh, paintings, uh, anything that people have emotional attachments to. Teddy bears. Uh, things that people wear. Uh -huh. uh, and it's recommended that these things be cleared. And there's a variety of ways to clear different things according to what they are made of so you don't ruin them. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's another thing. But uh, certainly uh, rocks, stones, foundations, mm -hmm. uh, uh, natural products in homes and some unnatural products I have found uh, do uh, collect a lot of emotional energies. Uh -huh. Rocks and stones would be something, you know, like some kind of, you know, natural earth stuff or even a mixture of earth uh, material. Mm -hmm can be some of the greatest collectors of this kind of thing. Uh, and so uh, you have enough emotional energy in there. Now, when dealing with prisons, we all know about prisons. Yeah. 
and they're not happy places. You know, we can say that people belong there, deserve to be there. Okay, that's another argument, but yeah. we all know that the history of prisons, now we're talking about the United States a little bit here, sure. but it applies to every place around our world, that uh, they used to really torture people a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, as far as that, you know, people used to be tied down mm -hmm. to their beds at night. Yeah. And, and, you know, who, for what, you know? And so a lot of misery and yeah. that misery, uh, can, uh, uh, it's generated by people mm -hmm. and that can actually, uh, go right into, uh, the surroundings. And, and if, if the, if it's not cleared, which it should be, uh, that it can, uh, go to the next place. <laughs> and especially if it's, it's old, you know, and it's been yeah. around and, and there's been a lot of emotional energy generated uh, into these uh, different things, certainly. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, prisons are, you know, they maybe people belong there, but yeah, there's a lot of things that I don't think really anybody deserves you know repeated sexual assaults and stuff i've, like I've cleared working prisons wow so not just prisons from the past but actually ones that are functioning right now oh that's awesome. where people who are like higher ups in the prisons have said can you clear this area it's just awful yeah you know was more problems in this one area or something like that uh and so i've done these things and absolutely you know it uh you have a um a combination of really bad emotional surroundings and feelings combined with people that are both good and, and bad. Mm -hmm. And so there's a very large amount of accumulated emotional energy in prisons that's not going anywhere. And so people are in there and yeah, they feel terrible and uh, everybody wants to get out. Absolutely. Now, I, I've i been listening to some of the podcasts and obviously coast to coast. I mean, 11 times, that, that's like more than some of the guest hosts have been on there. So that's that's an accomplishment in itself. And your dog agrees? I see that. Yeah. Yeah, he and does. So, no, it's, it's uh, yeah, 11 times starting in 2007. Uh, and we talked about everything on that particular show uh, that we can talk about, um, I think, uh, I think the last show I did, which was on September 4th, which was Labor Day here in the United States. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was very interesting because I went into my new essay, Bad Spirits on the Internet. Uh, and there is a YouTube uh, of that available that Coast to Coast put out recently. Okay. And I'll, you know, I'll send that to the people who, um, and I'll, I'll send it over to you as well. Perfect. Uh, and uh, if I haven't already, and uh, they released it, you know, a number of weeks ago, mm -hmm. and it's just my appearance is two hours, and uh, that um, anybody can listen to it. You don't have to be a member. You know, I know they have their podcasting service. Mm -hmm. Well, this is for everybody. Okay. And it probably has some advertisements in it. I really haven't listened to the whole thing just because. Well, I was on the show, so right. But uh, you know, I uh, it looked to me like it had some visuals in there. Not anything from me, I don't think, but their own, maybe some commercials or something. I don't know, but hey, that's pretty good uh, for free. Absolutely. Uh, and you can at least you can probably skip over it too. <laughs> you know. <laughs> 
skip ahead on YouTube and listen to what you want to listen to. But I try to go into these concepts uh, that uh, we're really our own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it's not real popular. I really have to navigate whatever show I might do and uh, some ideas that I've been working with for decades mm-hmm. uh, is that, okay, uh, any negative spirit out there uh, that continues to do negative things and we can't see them on a physical level because they're not physical, mm-hmm. uh, yes, they do attack people sometimes and and uh, they rarely live in people's homes, but they might come into somebody's home and, and try to... Uh, throw rage and anger and these other things that are kind of like a a lightning rod to amplify our emotional energies. Okay. That's where I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I started talking about the road rage thing. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that, you know. Uh, But uh, in Bad Spirits on the Internet, I was really trying to get as much of how I really feel about things, which a lot of media sources don't really like to hear. Every show is different, but what I try to get across is is that because I believe that we are also spirits and we also generate emotional energies and we also pick up emotional energies from other people, Mm -hmm. uh, from things that we see, things that we hear, uh, videos, uh, movies, all these different kind of things, that the most dangerous thing that I have found out there right now in 2023 Mm -hmm. is human beings, not demonic spirits, not even regular spirits that are just dead people that continue to do negative things. And by the way, people, I just want you to know when I'm talking about negative spirits, spirits are just like us. Just uh, they don't have physical bodies, but they do generate images. Mm -hmm. So they they look like something. They're not clouds. You know, sometimes people see this stuff, but really you're kind of being fooled. Sure. Uh, because normally they just kind of look, they, they generate clothing. They don't wear clothing. They generate it. Mm-hmm. An image, they generate their own images, and they use different kind of techniques to generate images. We all do that as spirits. Sure. That's not a uh, uh, some, it's not something that negative spirits only do. Positive spirits also do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, say you want to do something with some people who are also deceased, go out and go to a concert or something like that. It's, it's my contention. They have concerts on the other side that, you're, I hope you know, so. say you gen- Yeah, well, you have to, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, they talk about these things that are, that are going to happen. This is one of the reasons I really don't get involved in religions is that too many books that are written don't go into the specifics of the other side. Okay, yeah. Whereas, uh, not only have I been to the other side, I have also remember one or two of my deaths, and I know what it's like over there. And so, what I can tell people is it's a lot of fun. And yes, you'll see your loved ones and all these wonderful things. But, like, say you're going out to a concert or something, you'd want to generate appropriate concert clothing. Right. Depending on the band that you're seeing. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, no, they don't have cloth over there on the other side. They have nothing physical. But most people do not report seeing negative spirits mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, or, or report seeing, I'm sorry, report seeing naked spirits. Oh, okay. 
It's true. When yeah. you think about it, very few people say, look, I saw this naked spirit running across my room. <laughs> Most of the time, they're dressed in, in something. Mm -hmm. And it's just because they are dressed in something. They're, they're generating an image. And not even spirits want to walk around naked unless maybe they belong to, you know, a spirits nudist colony. Oh, that would be amazing. Which probably exists, too. You know, I mean, it probably does, you know, yeah. uh, but uh, and so uh, so that's how spirits do this kind of thing. They generate this. And that also goes in very much how how I teach people how to protect themselves and do the things that I do all revolves around these different non-physical energy laws that exist on the other side. Mm -hmm. And so um, one of the things that I try to talk about when I can is how we treat each other okay and we're, we're not treating each other very well right now and I don't mean to point the finger at any one person listening out there sure because I'm not I'm not doing that right I'm just right. talking about generally speaking uh, we're not getting along with each other as a human race right now extremely divided uh, yeah we are we are and and in a lot of different ways and uh, that is what we really need to watch out for uh, right now. Um, and that's what I go into in bad spirits on the Internet, as well as negative spirits and demonic spirits. Because uh, i got to put that in there, too, because it's true that there are spirits doing that. But if, if people are, there's more people than spirits around us. And we're the ones also generating all these good and bad feelings. Uh, right now, This it's too bad we're doing all this negative stuff. Now, I do go into just a little bit. Because I worked for an internet company at the beginning of the internet, mm -hmm. uh, I do know something about the internet. Mm -hmm. My background is in technology. And the internet internet is something new. Yeah, It's only, what, 20, 27 years old publicly or so? That, yeah. If you think about the telephone, that's not very long. Yeah, yeah. Not very long at all. And we don't really know how to use it properly. And, of course, I'm speaking generally here. Sure. Uh, there's a lot of good things about it, too. Uh, a lot of positive things. But we tend to take it a little bit too seriously. We're having arguments with people we've never met and never will. Right. Uh, about things. What are we arguing about? You know, I, I'll give you a quick example just because okay. it surprised me. You know, uh, I'm a big, huge music collector. Okay. Uh, and I go to concerts, and I go to concerts still, and I always will. Mm -hmm. And I've been going there, going to concerts since 1972. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that, um, so concerts, you know, people have, uh, uh, being a music collector, um, that um, I have, uh, you know, all this positive stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and I use it. Uh, in order to make my life more positive and to make my uh, uh, protect my home to a certain extent. Okay. You can use music actually to protect yourself and you can use different kinds of lighting systems to protect yourself. It's just one of the many things that I uh, promote uh, in order uh, uh, to keep yourself safe. Sure. Um, and um, so... You know, when it comes to music uh, collection and things like that, um, 
you know, it's just something uh, that I have been into uh, for a, a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And I don't get a chance to talk about uh, very often as well because of the work that I do. Sure. Uh, and people will be very surprised to know that um, I am uh, have all these different hobbies. <laughs> right. uh, I'm not a Father Marin from The Exorcist. Sure. Uh, I am not uh, collecting skulls of Pazuzu uh, in Iraq sure. uh, during my spare time. I'm actually doing <laughs> doing normal stuff. Right, right. Uh, and I, I recommend that for people, you know, not to, you know, it's up to them, but if, you know, they're going to get into this kind of work, you know, you don't want to overdo it. You got to take a break. Sure. Uh, and, uh, and so music is uh, one of the ways uh, that I do that um, and, uh, and other ways as well. Is the darkness winning because is it, it what is it winning because it seems like in in you know we'll talk a little bit about it i'm sure in the uh bad spirits on the internet but it just seems like everything out there is negative even if it starts off positive like oh i saw this wonderful person walk by my house yesterday with their dog and they just waved to me and were so sweet and then this guy in this truck came and hit my mailbox and everything was ruined after that it's like it, it seems like it's really hard to find true positivity out there find out after a quick break Welcome back, Crypt Keepers. Yeah, it's, uh, we have problems. And the internet, one of the first things I learned about the internet, uh, this guy who owned the small company before he sold it, he wrote the manual uh, for the company. And the first paragraph of the manual uh, started out, and I'm paraphrasing here, that sure. the group, I'm sorry, that the internet is nothing more than a group of computers hooked together. Mm -hmm. So essentially, we're hooked in with everybody in our living room. Right, right. And we are getting uh, all of these um, uh, this information uh, from other people that may or may not be true. It's just people's opinions. And because of our opinions, uh, you know, our might be like-minded, we're beginning to talk with people who we would never meet mm -hmm. and we never will meet uh and and so i i think let me let me go back just for one second sure. and uh, the i guess the what i was trying to get at with the music stuff and it kind of left me for a second there but uh, finally came back sure. that uh when it comes to music um that so let's say when i was on you know i'm i have a business page on facebook which you can access from the front page of my website and, and take a look at maybe some of the other things that i do in my life sure as well but one of the things that i did was i joined all these music groups jay mm -hmm. uh being a big music collector and also knowing quite a bit about music especially rock music mm -hmm. uh and uh, so uh within a couple of years i found myself getting into arguments with people about which album was better from Led Zeppelin and stuff. Uh -huh. And, you know, here I am and I'm, it's like, you know, talking to people I don't know who are trying to explain to me why this album is better than that album. And, but we're all fans. Right. And this is also true of other bands as well. I'm just mm -hmm. using that as one example. 
And so it's, it's kind of got out of control. And I myself have moved away from it because I don't seem to be able to have a normal conversation about, hey, all the albums are pretty good. Yeah. Well, dare I say that? Yeah. You know, to somebody who's like, that's not true. Yeah. You know, in 1973, there was a, this album was really bad, I, I feel. But so it's like we're not getting along at all right now very well. Yeah. And I mean, I think back to when I was growing up in the 1960s, we had the Vietnam War. That was more of a targeted focus mm -hmm. issue. Uh, the 1970s, um, there wasn't really much going on besides having a good time, uh, which was pretty good. It was kind of a break yeah. after something terrible like the Vietnam War, yeah. which we did not win. Uh, and, agreed. And, and, and so that was very hard on a lot of people. And I was in the military right after the Vietnam War. And uh, that was really, really hard on people. How did we lose that one? Not to say we should have done this or should have done that. But the fact is we did lose. Right. And a lot of people were dead. A lot of people on both sides needlessly yeah. killed. Innocent. And so, yeah, it's all it's all true. And so, but, but what's going on in today's society is far worse. Uh, I've been asked questions, you know, myself, and I'm an optimist. Mm -hmm. I believe that the glass is half full. Mm -hmm. But I'm having my own problems right now with the whole thing. You know, just like, are we going to come out of this okay? I'm, I'm not a person who really knows a lot about the future. It's not one of my gifts or talents. Sure. Psychic is kind of like a doctor or something. And we all specialize in these different things. Some people do psychic readings. I do not. Mm -hmm. I work, I'm an energy worker. Mm -hmm. I help people with problems. Right. Uh, I cannot tell you anything that's going on tomorrow. Okay. No. And and what I see uh, is real problematic. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what to say about it. I mean, uh, I guess I'm just like any listener out there, hoping that things will change. But I'd say we're going through a pretty hard time right now around our world. And that uh, uh, one of the things that I, I speak about sometimes in, uh, is our aliens. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, sometimes shows, radio shows or TV shows like to separate those things. Mm -hmm. And not, I did an article for Pravda, Russia's Pravda back in 2007. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was so popular that it actually beat out Putin's article back then. Which oh. was not easy to do. I wish you could just do that now too. Just yeah, yeah. Well, wouldn't even, they wouldn't even let me speak these things. I'm but sure, I, yeah. they'd ask me ten questions on what I think happens to people after they die, mm -hmm. and they also asked me ten questions about aliens. Mm -hmm. uh, they left the, everything out about aliens and took the ten questions that I answered and made a three-page article about it, and it was widely disseminated in, in just about every country of the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, and so I was real happy because, um, look, I have nothing against the Russian people. I think sure. they're just wonderful. But I do not like the Russian government. Absolutely. And it's just my own thing. I got a, I got a problem with Putin. And <laughs> and so uh, it's just this way. I know it's just my opinion. My opinion. You're not the only and, one, brother. Yeah. And so and so when I when I saw that I was ahead of his article, you know, for an entire week that I was in the paper that I was pretty happy about it. Oh, you're probably wanted over there then. Probably, yeah, I don't think I would have anything, you know, I would not really probably go to Russia 
And, you know, this, this all this stuff's probably forgotten, but I don't know. They say he forgets yeah, nothing. Yeah, he seems like the type that's, you know, got your name on a list. Like, hey, if this guy comes back in the country, grab him. So, Well, what's that guy? You know, just the guy who just got killed in an airplane crash, Przezinski, or whatever. I don't know his name. I, I can't pronounce it, but let's just say I think he was thinking the same thing. Oh, he's forgotten all about me. <laughs> and then the airplane blows up, you know. I don't, I don't think so. But... Uh, and so, well, I did a show for uh, E! Entertainment with mm-hmm. uh, Linda Blair from The Exorcist, uh, Ellen Burstein, who played the mother. Love Ellen Burstein. And some yeah. other people as well. And it was called 13 Shocking Hollywood Curses. Mm-hmm. And this was back in 2008, maybe 2009, right after this article came out. Mm-hmm. And th- this, this show kind of went into uh, uh, some of these things that happened on the set of that movie, uh, that was real negative, and uh, also to the people as well who are doing uh, that um, that movie. Um, uh, and I always felt myself that when you're dealing with these kinds of problems, that uh, negative spirits could be listening, mm-hmm. meaning that uh, they don't want us to know that there are easy and simple ways to get rid of them, oh, get yeah. them out of our lives. Now, you can't kill a spirit, mm-hmm. but you can get rid of it, meaning that you can kick it out of your life for good. And I, I teach people how to do these kind of things. Uh, and um, this is the kind of direction I head at with these different shows that I do, uh, trying to get it uh, through to people that uh, we're making it easy on demonic spirits. We're making it easy on negative spirits mm-hmm. because we're being negative to each other. Yeah. What they or else want. they wouldn't have any foothold. Yeah, yeah, and and it is, it is, and they're looking for targets. They're looking for targets of opportunity. Your dog agrees with me on this. Well, I wouldn't and... brag about that. He's not the bride. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just, you know, I gotta, I gotta take, uh, um, you know, the popular comments when I can get them. Sure. And so, but because uh, I have a cat who sometimes disagrees with me. And so, uh, but my, I'm trying to get this through to people that number one, uh, that you can take charge of your life and you can do things, uh, that have nothing to do with Jeffrey Seelman. Uh, and, uh, not only do I teach people how to do these things, I have audio lessons that help them. And the audio lessons that I created are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I make sure that I'm in the right frame of mind and I know what I want to speak about. I tend to be a teacher mm-hmm. and speak off the top of my head. Uh, I don't really have much written down. I might have just a general outline written down. Sure. Uh, and, and so I'm trying to get that through that the worst problem that we have right now in 2023 is really humans. Now, I briefly mentioned aliens, you know, maybe wetting somebody's whistle out there <laughs> to say, okay, what are you going to say about aliens? Well, it's my personal op- opinion that, uh, and some of this is from things that I know, mm-hmm. not from things that I've read, but things that I know. Sure. Uh, you know, aliens, we all want aliens to land and say hello. And there's no reason that they, they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. It was pretty well assumed now and, and known that they are here. So why aren't they landing in Central Park or Trafalgar Square or Red Square? Why aren't they landing in these places and announcing themselves? And the reason is, is I believe, is because uh, we're violent. Yeah. 
Yep. And they're probably not. They probably have gone through their period of violence and their history and and we're sort of a disease in a way to them. Yeah. And so uh, I don't believe that they're speaking to our government. I know there are a lot of people out there in the UFO world who disagree with me on that. Mm -hmm. But I, I asked them repeatedly to, for any kind of proof, any kind of proof that that aliens are uh, meeting with our government and having any kind of uh, agreements sure. with our government. Mm -hmm. one, one way we can look at that is this, is that now, back when I was in the service, I was stationed at some of these places, but I'll, I'll just say this, that uh, uh, if we had their technology of propulsion systems, we'd be using them. Yeah. So we're still using a jet airplane to fly from Los Angeles to London. Right. It might be a nicer jet airline and we have a better commu computer system running the whole thing, less chance of it crashing and all that. But the idea is that uh, we're still using the same old technologies. Right, right. If we had the ability to create their propulsion systems and, you know, get from point A to point B as quickly as they're doing it, we'd be doing that. And I just think that they're probably avoiding us. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I certainly have had experiences in speaking to them where I just I have reason to believe this is true. But I, I do think they are communicating with individuals and also some groups. That, have, that don't have anything to do with the government. Mm -hmm. And so people that are out there saying, oh, wait a minute, now I've had an experience with an alien. I think that was an alien and whatever. I'd say that could very well be mm -hmm. because I do, I do think that they are communicating with people. Well, it would make sense that they wouldn't want to share their technology because if you knew someone was a mass murderer or a serial killer and they used a knife, are you going to be like, wait a minute, wait a minute, here's a machine gun? No, of course not, because they're just going to kill that many more people. And I mean, if I if I was an alien and I saw especially the way we're behaving now, I'd be like, there is no way I am sharing any of my technology with these people because they will use it to kill each other and possibly us. That's very true. I mean, it couldn't have been said better. That's very true that, if, you know, if you had, you know, I'm sure these these play, these vessels are armed, mm -hmm. and they probably have really good weapons, you know, just in case. Mm -hmm. And and so yes, if you could, you know, have a uh, something developed where you could take out a very large area very easily, uh, we're the last people you'd want to give it to right. because we're the first people to use it. Exactly. We'd have half the world gone in 24 hours. You know, we, we can't get along. That says something that they don't want us to destroy ourselves either. So, yeah, and the problem is, you know, that we do know that aliens certainly have been interested in our technology and also, like, in especially our nuclear technology. Yes, yes. And of course, we are, it's the stuff we, we do is very dangerous and we could end up destroying our own planet. We seem to be doing that anyway with uh, the way we treat the environment. And so one way or another, I, you know, we, we seem to be in a very bad situation. Uh, the only thing I'll say on that one is this, is that back in 1975, I was 15 years old, mm -hmm. 15 years old. It was not an argument between anybody that there was pollution. Yeah. The pollution was causing a problem in our world. Mm -hmm. It was an accepted fact. 
1975. In 2023, it's a belief system. Yeah. Now you either believe it or you don't. Yeah. Either you believe in that there's a problem or there's no problem at all and it's natural. You know, there's no in between. Very difficult to work with that kind of mentality. Yeah. Uh, it was not something that I was thinking was going to happen. You know, when I was watching these movies back in the 1970s, these dystopian movies about this terrible future mm-hmm. where everybody's starving and, and we just destroyed the planet and everything is bad. I never thought that actually we'd be heading in that direction. I thought for sure we'd be investing everything into solar power or something. That was my concept. Mm-hmm. And we just didn't. Uh, and here we are all these years later and even just not even some people not even believing that there is a problem when it's right in our face. This is very strange. So how it works out to what, you know, I'm doing or whatever is that I do have to navigate, Jay. I do have to navigate uh, and parse my words very carefully when talking with people. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was even a time a couple of years back, I mean a couple, just being two or three, where I'd written on my website on the front page, uh, you know, I am not... Uh, I don't, I don't, uh, uh, oh, what's the word? Well, I'm not prejudiced against anybody sure. is what I said, essentially. Mm-hmm. I help everybody. Right. And, and that even turned out to be a problem, meaning that uh, I, I think there are people who are turned off that I wrote that, uh, yeah. uh, that simple uh, one sentence or two sentences saying, Hey, I'll help you no matter what who you what you believe in or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I'm not prejudiced against anybody or anything. But I, what I forgot when I was writing that was was that that was also there's you know a large amount of people out there who would take that as a negative. It, it's a negative. so weird. Yeah, it's so bizarre. I took it off. I mean, I finally had and ended up taking it off my website because I. Started to get complaints about it. You know, it's, it's kind of like, what do you mean you will help anybody? Anybody? Right. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, it's like even people with long hair or people from this country or that country or this sexuality or that sexuality. I'm like, well, yeah. That I means anybody. Mean, I don't really, I don't even <laughs> ask. I mean, right. I don't even ask. You know, I don't, it's not my job to ask these things. The same thing as going into a Walmart, which is a good place. You know, but I mean that they don't ask you those things. And <laughs> yeah. so I don't ask you when people call, but it really, it's it's so touchy right now that even saying that you're not prejudiced gets people to, to dislike you. It's so weird. I I commented, somebody had uh, put a, a post on Facebook and I believe it was about Puma Punku. And they were like, well, how did they, how do you think that they move these stones? And I just commented as Cryptique Podcast, well, maybe it was sound vibration and frequencies. Then, you know, they had a technology back then that was either stolen and buried or lost or, you know, something like that. And somebody commented on my comment, Trumpian propaganda. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Like Trump, As, as Trump if he could that? come up with that <laughs> all by himself anyway. But, you know, because that, that makes a lot of sense, you know. And I also believe that uh, there's probably uh, help in a lot of these things uh, from higher sources. And if I had to guess, I would say it'd be a scientific technique or techniques, uh, you know, and one intelligent, uh, you know, thoughtful 
uh, philosophy would be of the use of different kinds of vibrations and sound vibrations in order to move heavy objects. Uh, and so I've always been a person uh, who thought uh, that there has been advanced civilizations in contact uh, with us uh, throughout history. Mm -hmm. And even now, it's just that uh, right now we're not really listening very much. Mm -hmm. And of course, our, our governments are not releasing very much, as little as they possibly can. All they'll show us are these really bad, almost cartoon radars mm -hmm. of little pill bottles moving around. Yeah. And I'm like, come on. I know we have more than that. I know it. And so it's kind of, it's like, it's like, you know, our own government and governments won't tell us uh, what's going on, what they know. I think mostly because they're frightened mm -hmm. that the aliens are not speaking to them. Mm. Yeah. And that would scare them more than anything that yeah. they don't, you know, it's like, hey, you know, that they're avoiding us and they're also avoiding our, our jets and avoiding, uh, uh, they don't want to speak to us. Yeah, it's just very, very divided. I mean, I try and look at a comment that someone makes and say, is this inclusive or divisive? It's If it's divisive, I just ignore it. And hopefully that's a way that I can kind of keep my positive energy flowing because now now do you well hold on real quick i've got a couple low level low frequency questions to ask before we get into sure. the bad spirits on the internet and you can just uh hit me with a yes or no or however you want to answer is totally fine so one we talk about positive and negative energies spirits so forth are there trickster spirits like Loki or the Native American coyote spirit that are just like, eh, we're having fun. We're not trying to ruin people's lives. We're not trying to terrify them or drive them to do something terrible, but it's cool when they can't find their keys or something like that. Well, I think it's uh, possible uh, that uh, there are spirits out there that uh, don't necessarily have it in their mind to destroy people, uh, but just do pranks. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's very true. I don't think that it's a particular kind of spirit, Jay. There's okay. uh, this concept out there of there are kinds of spirits, meaning, oh, we talk about succubuses and incubuses. Yeah. But I, I think that's more of uh, what they do as opposed to a kind of spirit that they are. Okay. Uh, some spirits just do certain things and other spirits just do others. Uh, you know, but it's still negative. Uh, that doesn't mean that they need to be attacked so much. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like uh, repelled mm -hmm. uh, is the idea that um, you don't want that kind of thing in your life, mm -hmm. really. Uh, because where does it end? Uh, you know, nobody wants to lose their keys even for 10 minutes. Sure. When they're running out the door and they have some place to go and I can't find my car keys. So it, I would put them under the category of negative spirits. Okay. Uh, that do that. Um, and so, uh, but also that uh, uh, I think that there are also aliens that do that. Now, one of the things that people don't think about a lot, uh, it's not a real popular thought anyway, mm -hmm. is that many of these alien crafts are uh, may not be military craft or scientific craft. Mm -hmm. uh, we here think, okay, spaceship, it's got to cost a billion dollars. Right. 
and somebody important's got to be driving it. Well, maybe that's not the case. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe that you can get a spaceship on another solar system in another galaxy for cheap. Yeah. Maybe they don't even have any money. Yeah. Maybe you can get one for free when you turn 18. Yeah. And you graduate from alien high school. <laughs> and so what I'm saying is that some of these uh, alien craft may be hot rods. Uh-huh. They're not all necessarily, uh, you know, business. Yeah. And I think this plays into what you said about the spirits, meaning that uh, spirits do what spirits are going to do. And certainly uh, that there are spirits out there who have no intention of harming others, but somehow scaring people mm -hmm. or uh, getting people to react to them. And that doesn't mean that they're mad killers or they want to see you fail or die or something like that. Mm -hmm. I still put them under the category of negative spirits because our spirit guides, and we all have spirit guides, mm -hmm. I'm not talking about our just our dead relatives, I'm right. talking about higher spirits, mm -hmm. what some people might call guardian angels. Uh, this is all we need. Now, I'm not saying we don't need our dead relatives, you know, what sure. I'm saying is that we don't need any kind of spirits around us that are going to affect us in any negative way we already got that going i got gotcha. you that makes that's sense. the last there... thing we need right now is, is more problems because we can get problems from just about any place now uh and so i i put them under the category of problematic spirits uh and there's no reason to say also that aliens can't do some of these things as well you know it's a big universe out there and uh, uh they've been known aliens have been known to um have uh, incredible senses of humor. Sure, uh, they're always sure. portrayed in our movies as being very stoic, mm -hmm. and you know they never have any expressions on their face. They're all business. They always have a mission. Yeah, you know it's always some big mission. Uh, what if it's not? You know, what if they're just here to look at the natural life? Uh, you know, and gee, we have already have under underwater restaurants mm -hmm. where you can go, and for a large amount of money, you can actually go underneath these creatures mm -hmm. and have your dinner and so why not alien restaurants who are not feeding upon human beings for those of you out there with <laughs> thinking about that stuff and so uh, I'm, I'm talking about the idea of they may be also here for uh, their own reasons that have nothing to do with us just on vacation just on vacation and maybe in, in craft that's not necessarily military approved or whatever and uh, you know, just our smaller craft, uh, you know, let's just say they can get from point A to point B quickly without a five o'clock shadow. Yeah. They can actually do that, which means that they're not, they've not been traveling for a hundred thousand years, but maybe a couple of days at the most, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, I think that, uh, it's, it's imperative that we learn how to, protect our body's energy fields. Mm -hmm. This is number one in StarClear okay. because there's so much negativity out there uh, and we don't know where it's all coming from. There are people who are thinking about us over some comment we wrote on <laughs> whatever, you know, on mm -hmm. some news, uh, whatever, something that's written, some, some video. I do these things too. It's hard I'm not. I'm always writing some kind of comment, you know, mm -hmm. and about something, but you know, that excuse me, that can, that can set somebody else off. And, and before you know it, we have some kind of argument going on. And that's why I mentioned the music thing, you know, that 
here I was joining somebody who everybody who loves Led Zeppelin and then of course you start talking to people who would tell you that your favorite album is awful yeah not deliberately they just don't like it, the album that you like and it's it's like wait a minute that's not why I joined this, up for this <laughs> stuff and so I think we're kind of we're testy with each other right now yeah. we have all sorts of problems we had problems with in the Mideast Mm-hmm. And that's already spilled over to the United States and mm-hmm. other countries where people are arguing on college campuses about things that, uh, you know, we don't have a lot of control over, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. You know, we can go into that. You know, we don't have to. But the idea is that we you know we have to learn how to treat each other better. One of the ways that I look at this is, is that uh, it's until this world changes, we are simply going to have to learn how to protect ourselves from negative emotional energy that is generated by other people, by the media, by uh, any place, anybody at all. Everybody's got a YouTube channel these days, mm-hmm. and that's a good thing. It's, it's not a bad thing. Everybody should have an opinion. Mm-hmm. But we have to be careful that we don't pick up that emotional energy that people generate. And if we do, we learn how to release it. And one of the things that I do is I have this audio lesson. I also teach it, Mm -hmm. you know, over Zoom or Skype or telephone or whatever, depending on where you are and what you want to do, Mm -hmm. how to clear yourself, uh, how to release negative emotional energy that you may have picked up uh, uh, in the course of your lifetime, uh, but also yesterday at work Mm -hmm. or by reading some article, you know, whatever, or looking at a video and all the different things that we do. Uh, we're going to have to protect ourselves because I don't know the outcome of all of this. I don't know where it's all going. Uh, I also have got, I, I would like to tell you that everything is going to work out fine. Mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily believe that though. Yeah. Uh, only because I, I'm not a seer of the future. Mm-hmm. But when I look at what's happening in our world today, I would say that we're really in a lot of trouble. It's it's very bleak, definitely. Yeah, it is. It really is. I, mean, I can't, sometimes I have a hard time believing the things that I read and the things that I see and the way that people treat each other and the way we talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very rude uh, and that, you know, people are stupid for having different beliefs or whatever. And it's just not the way we should be treating each other. And hopefully that's going to change in the future. But for now, we had better protect ourselves and think about ourselves and think about our families, think about our living environments. And we can do things that are really easy uh, uh, to learn scientific things Mm -hmm. that will actually keep out negative emotional energies uh, that are being generated from other people. We can even by reading stuff, it can cause us to have feelings Mm -hmm. and generate feelings, which is normal. But we have to also do something with those feelings besides hold them in yeah. and become angry. It just builds up and builds up. And so I do teach people how to release emotional energy. People listening will probably say, well, what does any of this got to do with spirits? It's got something to do with spirits, but not entirely. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I wrote Bad Spirits on the Internet, I was really trying to, uh, as much as I could. I, now, I knew I'd be dealing with a lot of media people over this. Mm-hmm. And so I'd have to throw in what I do think is a huge problem, and that is spirits of varying kinds mm-hmm. uh, causing us problems. But we're the ones who actually are perpetuating this ourselves by carrying it out. Right. We don't have to listen to bad advice. Right. You know, and we don't have to take that uh, uh, feeling 
and turn it into something really huge. Yeah. And and say, you know, our, our neighbors are terrible or these people are terrible or these other people are terrible and all of that. We don't have to do that. Uh, and, and we can start to become kind to each other again. I'm hoping that at some point we have this, this turning point, this flipping point, uh, where it becomes, uh, no longer fashionable to hate your neighbor. It surely wasn't when I was uh, growing up. Yeah. I mean, when I, I'll say this really, very quickly that, uh, especially when I was growing up in the seventies and I was old enough to really comprehend things, you know, teenager, those are my teenage years, mm. you know, uh, and we didn't talk about religion and politics at parties. Mm. The the parents did not. And they had people over all the time, mm-hmm. neighbors, and they were very different in their religious thinking and uh, conservative, liberal, mm-hmm. this kind of thing. Uh, and uh, uh, with our classmates at school, we didn't talk about religion or politics. When I was in the military, I was in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. 78 to 82. I don't remember having one political conversation with anybody, including my best friends. Yeah. Why? We went to vote. Mm-hmm. That was pretty much it. Other than that, what's the point? Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, everybody's got an opinion about what they feel and, and uh, whatever. But why, why lose friends over nothing when they could be uh, people that you'd like to know? It, for me, in uh, my parents and things like that, and, and adults back in the 70s, it was like, Religion and politics were simply uh, uh, off limits. Yeah, private. It's private. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to, if you, you call your neighbors up, hey, let's do a barbecue. Who cares if they're liberal or conservative? Mm-hmm. What has that got to do with the barbecue? Right. Well, you change yourself and you change the world because you can't, well, most people cannot really affect other people in theory but if you change your outlook you change how you act and instead of starting a fight with something with someone over something that you see as a point oh 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 one percent difference in you focus on the 99.999 whatever that's the same and you change yourself and you make that person have a good day then maybe they make someone else have a good and it's just a chain reaction. And you're right. If, if we don't change, the, the future is very bleak for us as a species. And, and I feel like it's coming to a head rather quickly. Find out after a quick break. Welcome back, Crypt Keepers. Oh, I think that's true, Jay. And all of this does uh, relate to my work. Mm-hmm. Anybody who reads and listens to what I talk about, uh, this is all about uh, how we choose to uh, release ne- uh, emotional energies, both positive and negative, mm-hmm. and, and what we do with them and what other people do with them. And what I'm hoping is, is that the younger generations uh, I'm not one of those 64-year-old guys who says, oh, those young people. I, I promised myself I would never be like that, you know. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like to be young. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. And it's a good thing. And and I'm hoping that some of the younger people are, are kind of going to start with these changes because one thing that I bring up in Bad Spirits on the Internet, mm-hmm. available, like I said, anybody wants a copy, just get a hold of me and I'll send you a free copy. It's just it's just an essay in writing mm-hmm. um, and maybe it's a half an hour to an hour read and that's all. And you can have it for free with other stuff as well. No, no strings attached. But, you know, one of the things I bring up in... in bad spirits on the internet is that because of the internet and by the way I'm not one of these ordinary psychics I am psychic but I, I have a lot of technology mm-hmm. uh, more technology than most psychics probably <laughs> um, I designed my first security system when I was eight years old Wow! Uh, I did all sorts I've been doing stuff ever since uh, and for a lot of reasons but I think that um, for the internet uh, which is a wonderful thing and also a terrible thing right now because we don't know how to use it properly and how to put up boundaries and all of that. Mm-hmm. The internet was many people's first library card. Right. That's not a good thing. It, it's just reality mm-hmm. because, you know, it, it's better than a library, you, you know, as far as you can get a hold of anything on the internet. Yeah. But the idea being that a lot of people who really maybe weren't well read mm-hmm. in uh nonfiction, mm-hmm. meaning history yeah started immediately right into things like social media mm-hmm. 20 years ago mm-hmm. or so where it's kind of like well i'm not gonna read uh, a scholar even if they're wrong on a few little things you know mm-hmm. the idea is that you get a, you read a you read a few books on a topic you get a pretty good idea but you certainly shouldn't be listening to ethel on uh, social media who definitely doesn't know anything and that uh, he or she has got all sorts of opinions about a subject they know very little about. Right. And so that spreads like a disease and suddenly you have uh, misinformation Uh out there. Now, how does this relate to what I, I am doing? I think we should, and I go into this in Bad Spirits on the internet, that we should be careful with our minds. Mm-hmm. Meaning that we need to uh, have greater control over our minds. And I don't mean that in some constricting way. And I, I think I use that very term. You know, I'm not trying to say, don't think that. Yeah. Uh, what I'm trying to say is be careful with your thoughts and how you throw them out into the world. Because uh, thoughts have an emotional energy charge to them. That's the core basis of Star Clear. Mm-hmm my work and and so when you're thinking about other people when you're thinking about different kinds of uh, ideas philosophies and you throw them out there at other people uh, even in a comment section or you say something verbally to somebody at work or in your family or whatever Mm -hmm. you're actually throwing out emotional energy if it's positive no need to worry because, as I say, when it comes to positive stuff, it's not the realm that I deal with. I'm, I'm a positive person, mm-hmm. but it's not problematic. Okay. I'm more worried about people throwing negative feelings towards each other. Mm-hmm. And so the only thing that I can come up with really besides saying, look, you, you need to be we need to be nicer to people out there. OK, that's the that's the short version Mm -hmm. you know okay i get that and most people are going to say yeah thanks a lot see you later (laughs) it's true though isn't it It you know and and so so the 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 thing we have to do right now unfortunately 
is we need to learn how to protect ourselves. If you take a look at somebody uh, like a, uh, in history or, or mythology, like St. Michael, the Catholic religion, mm -hmm. St. Michael, who's a very common spirit guide, even transcending many religions, uh, is always portrayed wearing battle gear. Mm -hmm. Swords, shields, magical techniques, all of that. Yeah. So who's to say that the powerful spirits of the universe are not doing some of these techniques as well? I teach people how to create devices like swords and shields uh, in different ways in order to have negative emotional energy bounce off the shields. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't have somebody holding a shield so much. I mean, this, this is one way of portraying it. But I do teach people how to create shields that are around them all day long and all night long, or that's the idea anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how to bring that up in five seconds flat so that uh, if you're in a negative situation, that uh, people's negative feelings that they're generating or saying, spitting out into the world, uh, that that's going to bounce off of you. Perfect. That's important because we need to learn how to protect them ourselves. If we're going to live in a society as ugly as ours, and it's not all ugly, okay? I'm talking about the negative stuff here right, because right. that's the work that I do. Right. That uh, we better learn how to protect ourselves right now because uh, that is the only solution that I have. Like I said, I, I can say we need to be kinder to each other. And in Bad Spirits on the Internet, I do go into the concept of be careful of your thoughts and, and how you present them to the world. Yeah. Like make sure you know that they're balanced, make sure that it's well thought out and you're not just lashing out at your fellow human being because that's what we're doing right now. Yeah. But that is a great amount of hope. You know, that's that's what I want to happen, but that's yeah. not what is happening right now. And so the answer is for us to learn how to protect ourselves. That's what I teach. The answer is for, for us to learn how to release the negative emotional energy that we may picked up may have picked up at work or at that party or just from looking at the news for an hour. Sure. That'll get you feeling pretty negative. Yeah. And uh, regardless of what you believe, none of it's really good because they don't really talk about anything nice in the news. No. It's all negative stuff. My dad is 75, I think, and he's retired and all he does is watch the news. And I'm like, you're killing yourself, man. You are killing Absolutely. yourself. It is just, it's 24-7 negativity. Everybody's bad. And it's not was, accurate. You know, I would say this to, you know, people who are younger than me. I'm 64, like I said. Mm -hmm. I, I will tell you something that maybe you'll believe and maybe you won't. Mm -hmm. But back in the 1960s and 1970s, the, the news is only half an hour long. Right. One, that's 30 minutes, people. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all you got. Walter Cronkite went on for 30 minutes. Okay, so so essentially in the I, central standard time in the United States is where I grew up. Mm -hmm. So I'm just using that as an example. But, um, you know, essentially at 530 every evening, uh, central standard time was half an hour of national news with commercials. Right. right. So we're talking about maybe 22 minutes. And everybody thought that was enough. Mm -hmm. 
Nobody complained and said, why is that not 24 hours a day? Or why is that not at least an hour or two hours with all this important stuff happening in the world? Well, people got other stuff to do. I mean, as far as, uh, okay, and then at 6 o'clock, after the half an hour news of the national news at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time was half an hour of the, of the local news. So you get half an hour of national news, okay, essentially the death toll, mm-hmm. and then you get uh, half an hour of local news, uh, which was sports and, and weather, too, and all this stuff, maybe 10 minutes worth of news of local stuff. And everybody thought that was fine. And then it was off to the Beverly Hillbillies or Bewitched, which at that time were primetime television shows. Right, right. They weren't just something kids were watching on whatever. This was stuff adults were watching. So my family would sit around and we'd all watch the Beverly Hillbillies right after the local news. It was, you know, we thought it was fine because it was just too much. Right. And now it's 24 hours a day. And even more than 24 hours a day, now you can just go on YouTube, which is really a, a great thing, actually. I mean, as far as I like it, you know, I like to be able to watch things on demand, Absolutely. movies, mm-hmm. television, news reports, mm-hmm. and you can go on and you can listen to 10 hours of news. And it's all bad. Not one of that little, what, not one little bit of a solution about how we can make this planet better on a social level, uh, less violence. Uh, clean it up a little bit in different ways. Uh, anything to do with that, you're going to hear negative stuff 24 hours a day, and that is certainly going to get to people uh, over a period of time. And I think that's already happened. And so I think a lot of these people have been listening to this stuff constantly, and you're hearing negative things about the other people. And after a while, uh, people start believing that stuff. And when I was growing up in the 80s, and I forget what they exactly what they called it, but they'd do all the news and then they'd be like, oh, and then this puppy was found, uh, you know, it had a had been hit by a car. They had to remove the leg and now it's been adopted by this loving family. And that was how they wrapped it up. So it was at least, you know, 30 seconds of a cute, fun little story at the end. And now it's just like, you're all going to die. It's going to be horrible. Yeah, and there, there might be. Maybe they're telling us the truth. I don't know. <laughs> we, certainly, we certainly are heading towards that direction. You know, I, uh, gee, when I was uh, I was doing this radio show a number of weeks ago, and they asked me my opinion about how I thought things were going. I mean, are you feeling confident and, and good about the future? And they were talking about me. They just meant the future of the planet Earth. And right. I said, no, not really. Yeah. I think that's the first time I really ever said that, you know, that uh, uh, I'm beginning, you know, to get a little bit disheartened about what I see. Uh, There's always been violence in our world, and there probably is less violence now than there ever has been in the history of the world. So it's not just violence and stuff. It's just also about uh, the way we treat each other just generally uh, is is not good. And, And, of course, yes, the news... I don't know what the deal is. I, I don't know what to say. I, I, I wish that they would have these programs uh, and talk about solutions. Okay, so right. the, the, uh, the polar ice cap is melting. So uh, do you have an answer for that? Or is that just report for today of how much more it's melted? Yeah. And so 
it would make anybody feel like everything's going down the tubes. It doesn't have to. Yeah. With, regardless of what a person believes, if everything is going to be negative that we get from the media, uh, then, uh, you know, uh, how can people think in a positive way mm-hmm. about anything at all? And there's so much positivity in this world. Most people are good. Right. Most people would never take a 10 cent piece off your floor. They would not steal from you. They would not hurt you. You know, it's, it's just the negative people that are getting all the, uh, uh, you know, the attention. Yeah. And and all the negative things that happen in our world. Uh, and uh, it's just finally coming home uh, uh, that way. Uh, and so, but this all does play into what I'm doing. We're not just spinning our wheels here. Yeah. Uh, that, um, you know, this, I really do think that people ought to protect themselves so that they can get through life uh, somehow with, uh, you should be able to walk out of a business meeting, you should be able to walk out of a a store, uh, a restaurant, uh, uh, watching news, uh, talking with uh, friends that aren't as much fun uh, (laughs) as they used to be, without having a problem. Let me give you a quick example. Okay. Uh, I know this person is not listening. I didn't tell him about this show. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who's an attorney, and uh, he called me up for the first time in about nine months a few days ago. Mm-hmm. And somehow, it got into a political talk. Mm-hmm. First time I've ever talked to this guy. I have no idea what he believes in or doesn't believe in. Don't even care. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about other th- other things. Mm-hmm. And somehow it got on to political stuff. And it didn't end real well. I thought, for me, it didn't. I, I just kind of thought, you know, I, no, I haven't seen that show. Mm-hmm. I, I thought, no, I'm never going to see that show. Yeah. And and I didn't say that, but I was thinking that, like, no, I don't think so. And and uh, it's just amazing how many where people are falling into these rabbit holes mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. thinking. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, I, I think, you know, that it's uh, somehow... I'm hoping that we're going to make it as, as a, a people. But I also know that there are probably lots of failed civilizations out there. Yeah. And on our own planet as well, maybe, as well as other planets. Mm-hmm. We do have to be careful that we don't go over the edge. We're close. I feel like we're I close. think we are. I think we're in a, we're in a bad situation. Uh, but I, I, I think it's up to everyone to take care of themselves uh, because we need to get out of it what we can get out of it mm-hmm. uh, for yourself. And just because we're in a bad situation doesn't mean that uh, we don't do anything about it and just simply say, oh, forget it. Let's just give it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, you know, I really am pushing the protection thing uh, because I'm 64 and probably won't be here 20 years from now. I'll be on the other side. Oh, you're going to be a good spirit. Oh, I'm going to be. I, I am. I am. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, that uh, I try to tell people, you know, OK, I don't belong to a re- particular religion I never have. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just my way so I can work with people from all different religions. Mm-hmm. And also, I I don't like the fine print. <laughs> I, I understand most of them believe in the same thing anyway. And then there's fine print about, well, you can go to the other side and have a good life unless yeah. you do this on Fridays. Yeah. Or you do this or this or that or whatever. God and forbid like, you no. dance or something. Exactly. And it, it goes into much other stuff than that. And I just say, no, I don't think so. That's not been my experience because I've been to the other side and I have talked with lots of spirits about this 
and nobody's going to be judged for this and this and that and all these small things that people think are very important and they're not important and nobody goes into some be tortured in some place forever and this kind of thing and and of course even worse there are too many books that are written even well-meaning books by priests who are not psychic yeah and they have no idea what's going on, on the other side i've seen the other side i've been over there mm -hmm. many times and I, t and I read these books from these priests and they're saying well you're gonna praise the glory of god for eternity you're gonna sing in the heavenly choir and i'm going i can't even sing <laughs> and it's true i tried out for a major band one time and it was just hilarious but <laughs> another story but um can't sing a note and uh and or, or you're gonna walk the streets of gold and the first thing i think of is can i sit down for five minutes yeah or do, do i just pace back and forth like on a bad episode of star trek <laughs> or I just go back and forth is that it you know or is there a park bench yeah i mean is that it they make heaven out to be really boring yeah and and heaven's a really nice name for it. I call it non-physical reality, hmm. but the idea is that heaven, which is a very nice name for the other side, one that people can agree upon, and I use that term as well, is you'll have no shortage of fun things to do. And it's nothing to do with, you know, uh, walking around doing nothing or sitting on a cloud. Yeah, I, I even show. I have I have a doctor who's uh, who's from Ireland. He's very Catholic, mm -hmm. and I, I told him before that I said, "Yeah, well, I'm, I've done some things in my life. I'm like everybody else. I've not been perfect. Sure. So I'm probably going to go to purgatory for about three weeks, and so I intend to be, you know, I'll be raking leaves off clouds or something, <laughs> or or picking up dog some, mess, you know, picking up dog mess, you know, <laughs> doing some dishwashing. I'll bring a potato peeler, be buried with one." <laughs> and you know, so, you know, whatever, but uh, which he finds to be hysterical because he's Catholic. Mm -hmm. You know, that's their kind of their stopgap. You know yeah. that well, you're not going to burn in hell, but you're going to have to, you know, do some penance for a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. But um, so I, I try to tell people what I know about the other side. I, it's something I actually do uh, to give them some kind of hope that uh, this is not the end. That this is, an, I have memories of actually dying not near-death experiences but actually dying mm -hmm. and what it's what happens afterwards and it's pretty intense and i do go into it in my books which you can get free uh, the audios which are done by me and uh you can listen to these uh experiences that i've had and maybe that'll give a person some hope that well it's pretty bad right now you know uh i don't know what to do about it besides protect ourselves and also treat each other better. I try to treat people well. I try to. Mm -hmm. And there are some people who aren't worth treating well. You don't have to be nice to everybody. Yeah. You don't have to be friends with everybody. I'm not yeah. one of those people that says be nice to somebody who wants to break in your home. Right. No. There are a lot of bad people out there. But there are a lot of good people out there too. And we need to seek each other out and, and start to build some kind of consensus. We're never going to agree on everything. Mm -hmm. We don't have to. Not important. But we can at least agree to be civilized to each other. I hope. I, I think religion kind of gets in there a little bit, and it does. unfortunately, with me, I have a few problems with it because of that. People re use religion to say, "Well, God thinks that you know you're not a good person yeah. because you wear orange clothing on Sundays, or something." It's like no. 
I'm sorry, but you know we're not that not, we're not going to go there. Well, when people bring that up with me, I just say, "Do you have kids?" And, and I know you don't have kids, right? No. But I say, "Do you have kids?" Okay. Well, would you love your kid if uh, they were playing with matches and accidentally burnt the house down? Something horrible. They said, "Well, of course." Well, would you still love your kid if they did this? Well, of course. Well, would you still love your kid if they tortured an animal? Yeah, I mean, I would, but I would get them help. And in my opinion, if there is a God, a creator, I think that's how he would look at us and say, you guys are all making mistakes. You're born to make mistakes, but I still love you. Yeah, and these are mistakes, too, you know, that I've studied uh, serial killers. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did so because I was looking into the concepts of good and evil and can that be measured by human personality. Uh, and so I you know, studied for quite a few years, actually, and I can tell you that you cannot figure these people out. Yeah. They, they write books about these people. I mean, true serial killers, you know, people who enjoy hurting other people and killing other people, and they're really, they're not all that common. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... and uh, people write books about them that are inaccurate. Uh, some people feel that you know they have this motivation. Some people feel they have that motivation. Mm-hmm. But we really don't understand why they do what they do. And, and, and most people never run across these people. But we certainly are capable of doing evil. We are capable of making mistakes and doing negative things. Uh, and the idea is to try to better ourselves each and every day. And not do these things and not... Re- make the mistakes of the past that's the idea mm-hmm. uh but it doesn't always happen and so uh we might find that the people who are around us that we grow up with are actually getting uh kind of angrier as they get older mm-hmm. and one of the reasons that happens is jay is that they're holding in emotional energies which are real energies they're charged emo- emotional particles mm-hmm. that really exist and they don't weigh anything, so it's easy to hold these things in. Mm-hmm. It's it can become part of our personality, and so very often we see people that um, are pretty angry by the time you know they're in their thirties, forties, fifties, and sixties, when all of that is not necessary. And we can release uh, negative emotional energies uh, that we no longer need. And that is going to make our system function better. And I, I try to do this stuff from a practical perspective, because I brought some new techniques and new ideas into being 30 some years ago mm-hmm. with the help of my spirit guides, by the way. And I, I give them all the credit uh, or as much as I can in my writings and uh, whenever I can as well. Sure. And, and so, uh, but uh, uh, we have this chance to make things better and uh, uh, that's what they're here for, is to help us uh, do these things. We don't have to be the same. Uh, and one of the reasons I think we're here is to become more than we are. Uh, to, uh, I have found when doing clearings a long time ago, really, uh, when I first started out, I saw something kind of interesting, Jay, that people who are getting clearings from me in their 30s, uh, maybe early 40s, seem to be very often going through some kind of catharsis, uh, if I said that correctly, that um, uh, they're going through a change. Mm-hmm. And 
they're naturally trying to release accumulated emotional energies. Mm -hmm. So I think we spend the first 20 or 30 years of our life messing things up <laughs> and, and just having fun and going crazy. Mm -hmm. And then somewhere along the line, our body, our energy fields naturally tries to, for lack of a better term, spit it all out or spit a good portion of it out Okay. to try to release it. Now, some people pay attention to that and some people don't and actually fight against it and actually get worse. And some people actually seek out some kind of help, whether it be through psychologists, talking to somebody, some kind of self-improvement, this or that. Uh, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's fine. But um, I think we're it's, it's part of a natural human experience in order to, to experience things and then release them. Mm -hmm. I'm a big believer in releasing accumulated emotional energy that is uh, is in our body's energy fields and also in our home uh, living environment, no matter how small, no matter how big. Uh, everybody has these problems. Uh, the people who call me are really normal people. Of course, I get the occasional crazy people. Sure. Or people I have to refer to a doctor. Right. Even. You know, that no, it doesn't sound right to me. Right. It does happen. It's a percentage. But you'd be surprised. The people that call me are, are very often professional people mm -hmm. who have jobs that are very normal. And uh, the things they complain about are not just spirits or uh, whatever, but also just the idea that maybe they don't feel so good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also their home doesn't feel so good or, or uh, whatever. And what can they do? You know, uh, they can get a clearing, which is a scientific technique mm -hmm. uh, for me. They can be taught how to do things. Uh, and there's an answer. There is. And you've got it because if you can help people block out negativity, that allows all that room that was taken up with negativity to be replaced with positivity and those are the people that are going to go out and change the world and make it a better place yes and i'm really hoping that uh the younger people uh, I, I know in, in many ways are getting along better uh, with each other and, and not really buying into the hatred of uh, maybe the older generation that were kind of caught mm -hmm. a little bit uh, in uh, too much information, <laughs> uh, maybe set in our ways. Sure. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of things going on, but uh, I have a lot of hope that uh, the new generations will uh, break away uh, from the old style of thinking and realize that, hey, we need to be in control of the information that we get. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways uh, for me is that, oh, you remember the movie 2001? Uh -huh. And they had Hal, the computer that had some problems. <laughs> well, that was that came out when I was a kid, you know, and uh, when I was younger anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I remember one of the most valuable lessons when it came to that kind of thing about machines mm -hmm. is that make sure that it's, it's got an off switch <laughs> and make sure that it's got a remote control with an off switch on it and that whole problem would have been solved the movie would have been about 10 minutes long and and so i live like that today 
meaning that um, I have huge amounts of technology in my life, but anybody can attest who knows me knows that I turn it off at night mm-hmm. uh, besides, you know, my Echo Dot system that's always running and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Whose isn't? Yeah. And, and uh, but I don't let my telephone on 24 hours a day. Now, I know some people need to be in touch, the kids, this and sure. that. But, the, you know, but for someone like me, uh, I shut things off. Mm-hmm. And 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 focus on other things, and not just the negativity of the world. Uh, and uh, but my job is to help people so that they can find easy techniques that are non-denominational, not religious in any way, that'll work, uh, so that they can come out of whatever they come out of feeling okay and not feeling like, like they just got punched in the emotional gut, mm-hmm. which is what is going on. Just by going into business meetings uh, and, you know, any 10 or 15 minutes of news and it's kind of like, wow, now I'm depressed. <laughs> exactly. That, you know, that's not right. Exactly. You know? And not everybody has to watch the Beverly Hillbillies to feel good, but you can't, no, you can't no. just stare at darkness all day and expect that it's not going to affect you. And, and that there are laws governing spirits in the non-physical universe as well and they are not laws on a book or piece of paper but actually natural law Mm -hmm. and i use that in my techniques in order to help people and so a lot of the movies that we watch on television or in you know we see on the movie channels which are good or in the theaters Mm -hmm. which are entertaining Mm -hmm. i like movies i'm a big fan but they're not realistic. Mm-hmm. And and so when I watch a horror movie, you know, I'm going, well, that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> you know, that uh, all the, you know, incredible science fiction type things that happen when actually most of the attacks from negative spirits or demonic spirits are emotional in nature. And the goal is to destroy a person's emotional system, uh, not to tip over a car. Right. Or just kill somebody or something like that. You know, yeah. that unfortunately we're dealing with intelligent creatures very often. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially with like demonic spirits, you know, very intelligent. And their egos tell them it's much more fun to watch somebody destroy themselves with a little bit of help than to go in there and start, uh, you know, doing terrible things that are physical mm-hmm. in some inside somebody's home. Yeah. They don't want you to know that they exist. Right. They want you to think that it's you. Yeah. You know, that you're somebody that you love or the anything yeah. besides them. So they don't really want to advertise that they're out there. Uh, and uh, I think, you know, one of the things we were talking about, the movie The Exorcist, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I, I, I handled that for E! Entertainment Television at one time, mm-hmm. that um, I think that, the reason maybe spirits that were negative took such an interest in that movie was the concept that the Catholic rite of exorcism, which was portrayed rather accurately mm-hmm. in that movie, they kind of went to some, you know, they had actual priests on the set uh, for different reasons. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of them was, to, you know, to get some concept of how this is done was actually, uh, it actually works. Mm-hmm. And if somebody is truly possessed, uh, that um, that 
can really uh, be effective, negative spirits would not want that information to come out. That uh, exorcism is the art of command, and there are different ways to accomplish uh, separating spirits and also getting rid of negative spirits, uh, getting them out of your life, out of people's lives, and out of people's homes. There are different ways to do that, and negative spirits do not want that information out there. They want you to think that they are something so supernatural that you're going to have to go to extraordinary lengths mm -hmm. that are probably beyond doing yeah. in order to get them out of your life when actually each and every one of us has the power to uh, banish negative spirits from our vicinity. Mm -hmm. Every one of us. We just have to learn how to do it. And that's one of the things that I do. I teach that. All right. So I have a question for you. Um, I know you do things remotely, and a lot of the people that we talk to say that they prefer to do it remotely. It just works better, and uh, it kind of you don't give the entities that are there, you know, any any uh, I guess forewarning that you're coming or anything. It's just like, okay, here we are, boom, let's take care of this. But we are uh, in St. Louis, and we have an area called Zombie Road. And can you tell me if I gave you coordinates or an address or a name or anything like that, if there's any like portals or wormholes or anything that's specifically affecting this area? And when I say this area, we're talking about uh, around a mile and a half uh, kind of along railroad tracks. Well... Uh, yeah, what I usually do in order to get uh, information mm -hmm. is that I need a little bit of information. It's kind of like I'm speaking to a doctor. Okay. Uh, that uh, you're going to go into the doctor's office and he's going to say, okay, what hurts? Right. Or she. Okay. And that's going to lead to more information and then maybe possibly a diagnosis. Okay. Uh, what I would require from something like that is, you know, maybe a, a couple of pictures. And it doesn't have to be a picture of anything supernatural happening. Okay. But just the area and to see if I can get any feelings from that area. Okay. Also, maybe a paragraph or two of the history of the place. Because the goal is not to try to guess what is going on. The goal is to try to find out what is really going on and if the problem can be solved. Okay. That's you know, meaning that there's, it's causing people some grief if they're living or crossing through that area. I think there are problematic areas. Mm -hmm. I think uh, that uh, there is such a thing as portals mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, different entrance ways into wherever. Uh, and certainly I think that there are many, many different kinds of beings out there mm -hmm. uh, that uh, can interact with human beings. Uh, both on a positive and negative level. Okay. And uh, and so uh, to know a little bit more about the area and to see if I can get my take on what I think is going on. Okay. Well, so I, I, I won't put you through all but, that. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, but I mean, for anybody who's out there who listens, they can always write that up. You know, they might know something about it and a little bit of the history of you know the area or when people started feeling bad or strange things started happening to them you know sure kind of like a bermuda triangle type of thing 
Gotcha. You know, there's certain areas that are problematic. And I certainly have found problems in the ground mm -hmm. in places I have worked. Uh, I believe that emotional energy tends to travel uh, towards the earth naturally okay. and can actually uh, get trapped uh, in uh, different levels. So one of the things that I do when I clear a home is I clear underneath the home as well and also the property itself. Mm -hmm. That's why I want people to take a picture, usually with their smartphone, of uh, like the whole house or the apartment from the outside and maybe a little bit of the ground to see if the ground needs uh, some clearing, which is not that hard to do. Uh, when it comes to distance work, it gives me an opportunity. Uh, people do ask me about that all the time, Jay, and I say that there was a time before the internet where I had no choice but to do nothing but uh, in-person clearing. Sure. That was the only thing I could do. Mm -hmm. But one of the problems that I ran into uh, in the nicest of people's homes mm -hmm. was that I had a time limit. Now, people wouldn't always say that, and sometimes they would. It was like, well, the kids are going to be home from school at four, <laughs> or, you know, we, we're going to have dinner at six, and who wants me around? It's just true. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, you know, the, I, people, I, they would have to explain me. Sure. Who is this new guy who's having dinner with us, you know, and whatever. And, and <laughs> I also want to get out of there, too, you know, sure. but... So what the problem with in-person clearings, which are is a great way to do this, mm -hmm. in-person clearings are maybe the best, but uh, I also am on a time limit. Sure. And there's there's gonna it's gonna be two hours or four hours or something. It's not always the case, but it usually is. Mm -hmm. Now with with distance work, I can spend a couple days working on it. I'll go through and I'll clear it. And then the next day I'll come back and do it again. Gotcha. And the next day I'll come back and I'll do it again. And that way I'll make sure that the premises are pristine. So actually, in some ways, distance work is better. Mm -hmm. I, maybe, you know, uh, the only thing for someone like me is that it can be harder to get information. If I'm walking through a home, I can tell you exactly what rooms are worse than other rooms. Right. If that really even matters, because what I'm out to do is to release, to get rid of all negative emotional energy and force it out of the home, deep into the deep into the earth and away from the property. Mm -hmm. And and that uh, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you something. I'll give you a really quick example. Okay. Uh, I was clearing a uh, a group of attorneys had got together and they were. They uh, purchased a, a large Victorian home and they wanted to make about seven offices, attorney offices out of it. Mm -hmm. And sounds like, like a great idea. Sure. Some female, some male attorneys. And uh, for some reason, it was kind of a, this was a specific incident. It doesn't always happen like this, but it was weird. Mm -hmm. And so I go there and it just happens to be the day. Now, I should have gone in there when there was nobody there. <laughs> That I just didn't know what I was walking into. Sure. But they actually invited me over there to clear the Victorian mansion on the day where all seven attorneys were there and they happened to be painting their own offices. Because <laughs> they, they only had one room each, right? Right. And it was an old house. They were, each had a room and they were just having fun painting whatever colors they want. And they also had some food. They put out, you know, some food and everything and all interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. But what had happened was, was that so I cleared it. 
Uh-huh. And and I clear things so that every room is the same. Every room is in great shape. Right. So it doesn't really matter what happened in there before. I tend to like try to stay away from what room was the worst. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always work out. It sounds really interesting on television or radio, but it sounds really bad if you're living there. Yeah. And I got to tell you that your bedroom was awful. Yeah. I think there were some negative spirits in there at one time, and somebody probably was, you know, having all sorts of negative thoughts long before you moved in when they were sleeping in that bedroom. Mm-hmm. That's not something they want to hear. Right. And so, especially like children, I could scare them. I don't even tell them anyway about such things. But so, after I cleared this mansion, and now, now I'm beginning to have a few slices of pizza and stuff, uh, I was working pretty hard. Now the head attorney comes to me and says, I'm, ha- I'm going to have everybody go out in the hallway, in the foyer area, you know, where the main steps right. are, uh, inside. Mm-hmm. And you're going to explain, would you explain to everybody which room was the worst? Oh. And it really, Jay, I tell you something, you know, I did not see it coming. I think I even had some pizza I was chewing on. <laughs> I couldn't even spit it out at first. I mean, not not literally. I know. But, yeah. but you know, I was like, uh, wait a minute, because there was a room or two that were worse than others. Mm-hmm. But here it was. I was going to have to tell this woman, this really nice lady who was painting her office in all these bright colors, hey, the, your room was the worst. Yeah. Which, which, you know, and I, I told this guy, and I said, look, this is not a good idea. Mm-hmm. I said that, that people are going to make fun of her. Yeah. People will always think about the room. Yeah. They'll make jokes about it. Uh, she's not going to feel comfortable anymore, and she'll want to switch rooms. Mm-hmm. That That's the worst-case scenario, but that could happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, he didn't tell me that that's the worst room. Why did you guys give me this room? But And then I, I explained the stuff to him, and he still wouldn't relent. It was like, well, wait a minute. We paid you. And, and it was like, you should tell us which room was the worst. And I said, that's not a good idea. Yeah. I said, I might tell you that. And you can, if you want to, I guess if that's what you want to do. But don't put that on me because I got to tell this nice lady whose room is perfectly clear now. Right, right. And ready for business. That long, that a, before I came, that there was a big buildup and accumulation of emotional energy. Mm-hmm. And your room was the worst. <laughs> and I'm not going to do it, I said to the guy. So it changed. The, all of a sudden, no more pizza for Jeffrey. Oh. It really was like that, you know, somebody kind of took an attitude towards me and I actually did meet everybody out there. I I just remember saying, well, everybody's room is really clear now and it's not what they wanted. And it kind of ended strangely. But, you know, be careful what you wish for. Right. So this happens to me a lot. People always want to know what rooms are the worst. And depending on the situation, I'll tell them. But also that sometimes it's good to be kind of careful with all of that because my, with my work, I clear out all of it. It's gone. Yeah. It no longer matters. Right, right. Why think about it? Well, that's going to put her in a spot where it's like, oh, I've got negative energy now, you know, knowing that my room had, you know, some sort of dark entity that called it home for 50 years or something. So. Yeah, and there, I didn't see any spirits in there, but just to say that there were negative, there was more emotional energy in your room than other people's may drive her to want to switch rooms to somebody. Mm-hmm. And if nothing else, they're going to, you know, be the joke. 
you know, that your room is haunted or your room was haunted or if she doesn't get a client or the client doesn't do what she wants, that she can blame it on this used to be haunted. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but this does happen today. I mean, I bring up this one thing from the past, but very often people want to know uh, where negative emotional energy is coming from. Because one of the things that I do, Jay, is I dissolve negative connections coming into people. Mm -hmm. I do this with every clearing. And I teach people how to do the, do this to themselves, too. Because when people think about you, they're actually sending you something like this pneumatic tube from a bank. It's essentially okay. this emotional connection. And, and people ask me, gee, it happened, I think, yesterday even. Somebody was saying, okay, where is this stuff coming from? Where did it come from? I know it's gone. You said it's gone. Where was it coming from? And I said, I, I don't think it's a good idea that we even go there. Mm -hmm. Because it's gone. Yeah. Who cares? Because people might be thinking about you when they're sleeping mm -hmm. in the dream state. So it's not really their fault. Most people do not launch emotional energy attacks upon other people. Yeah. They have no idea how to do it. And so it's, it's like they're not deliberately doing this. Yeah. And so for, for me to discuss, okay, it's your ex-wife. Yeah. He's sending you all the negative energy. Well, <laughs> then all of a sudden I find out that, you know, there's an argument or worse. Right, yeah. And it's because Jeffrey Seelman told them that, <laughs> hey, it's your ex-husband. He's sending you all the negative energy. Or your partner at work. Yeah. Or something. And it may be. But it's like, so what? It doesn't really matter. And this is something that some of my clients don't understand. That it's kind of like, no, wait a minute. I want to know the history. And I'm like, no, you do not. Because it, it doesn't really matter. That it's, right. it's, it's, as far as it's, it's, it's gone. And if you just do a few things, it's never going to come back. You know, do some protection and some self-clearing, which is not religious in any way. There's scientific techniques that I designed and, and improved on even throughout the decades. But it doesn't matter where this stuff came from because most people do not launch deliberate attacks. Mm -hmm. It could be coming, from, you know, subconsciously. So you're going to blame somebody who doesn't even know what they're you're talking about right you're sending me negative energy when you're sleeping they're like who is this is this your mom you know this is my brother on the phone isn't it you know you're messing with me and so i'm really out to like cure the problem and keep it from coming back mm -hmm. and, and not to be able to tell people uh you know the problem you know what, what what the history is and i'll say this very quickly mm -hmm. When I did uh, the show, my very first national television show back in the mid-1990s was Sightings. Mm -hmm. And being the only television show on, I was a little bit nervous. Uh, I did the job and I did it correctly, but, you know, gee, you know, I went from zero to 60. And so uh, I determined that the problem in the condominium with these three, girl, three women, young women that I talked about mm -hmm. that were being harassed mm -hmm. by a spirit. I had found that this particular spirit uh, was sort of a voyeur spirit, you know, that was uh, like to look at women. Right. And that it was doing it while it was living. I had these feelings, mm -hmm. strong feelings, and that also that it was doing it after the spirit passed on. Now that it could no longer be seen, well, why not hang around young women's apartments? Sounds pretty scary, and it was. Yeah. And, and they were really frightened because they were seeing shadows indentations in their bed the feeling of being held down happened to all three of them mm -hmm. 
okay, so I, I saw what was going on. There was a negative spirit who was in this condominium sometimes spying on these three young businesswomen. Uh -huh. Okay, I got rid of the problem. I cleared the condominium. I got rid of the spirit. It's no longer there. It's gone and went someplace else. Fine. Right. But sightings had to offer some, even though they said the problem is gone and Jeffrey got rid of it at the end of the show, and you can still see it on YouTube, mm -hmm. uh, that um, uh, they actually came up with an alternative. They just had to do that. <laughs> and they came up with an alternative saying that we did some uh, research and 150 years ago, there was a Ouija board session done within 50 miles of this property. They actually said that. 50 miles? Uh, yeah, wow. yeah. And they even had, they couldn't even pinpoint it down to the location. Hmm. And they even had it, uh, you know, uh, uh, where it was, uh, well, I don't know, just just not precise. Right. It was just no evidence uh -huh. that that had anything to do with it. But they had to, it was kind of like, well, there must be a connection. Yeah. There's, you know, that why would this be happening to these three girls living on this property? Because 150 years ago, somebody did some kind of religious thing on this property that wasn't even important. And so that may be an alternative. They didn't say that was the, what was going on. They said it was an alternative. But I, I was when I saw <laughs> well, that, anything's broadcast, an alternative. I, like, I mean, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they didn't really want to go through with the idea that, you know what, this 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 malcontent criminal spirit that was bothering these three nice young women in their early 20s uh, did not know them. Just like very often when people commit crimes, they don't know you. Yeah. They just take advantage of you. But but this also happens to my clients today very often, you know, where essentially that some of them might say, well, what is the history and who is doing this and who is sending me negative energy? And I said, it doesn't matter anymore. I got rid of the negative energy. And I can I just taught you through my lessons or through me or whatever how to avoid this in the future. Hmm. Why does it even matter? Why even think about it? Think about the future and think about the now and stop worrying about what happened on the property a hundred years ago. Lots of stuff happened on the property a hundred years ago. Mm -hmm. If you're living in any apartment building that's you know older than twenty years or whatever, or died. house or something, people have died, people have done, you know, there's probably been some abuse mm -hmm. of some kind. Uh, you know, every everybody, every family's got a history. Every person thinks their own thoughts, emotional thoughts. You know, and my my concept is to clear all that out mm -hmm. and get rid of it and move on, and and not think about the the past. Well, those are wise words. I, I've had you for two hours and thirty six minutes. I don't want to take up any more of your time, but I do want you to tell everyone where they can find you again. Starclear.com is my website. Starclear, just star and clear together.com. My name is Jeffrey Seelman. All information is on there. Also, you can, uh, if you want to email me, I'll send you a copy of uh, Bad Spirits on the Internet. It's all in writing. It's all going to come in an email. Uh, all books are downloadable. And also, a lot of my stuff is now going up on YouTube, mm -hmm. as with a lot of other people in this kind of work are doing that as well. Everybody loves YouTube, and it's easy to man manipulate uh, and watch what you want to watch and not what you want to hear or watch. Uh, it's just set up good uh, for streaming-wise. Uh, mm -hmm. And so uh, anyway, get a hold of me through StarClear.com. I'm easy to talk to. I do not charge for consultations. 
I want to see if I can help you. So give me a call and see if, if there's something I can even do to help you. And, and so I don't want to charge people just to see if I can help them, you know? And so I only charge for services. And so, yeah, we did a short interview today. Maybe next time we can do a longer one. (laughs) And, uh, well, you've got so much to get to. I swear when I, I look down at the time, I'm like, holy crap, we've been talking for two hours and 15 minutes. So I know it's like, people are going, is this ever going to (laughs) stop? It's like, no, no, probably not. But we, at least we got through a little bit of the major stuff uh, today. And we would love to have you back on. You've got an open invitation. If there's ever you know some something new that you want to promote, then definitely shoot us an email and we'll get you set up. But uh, yeah, I want to uh, look into some of these books and maybe we can uh, talk about one of those on a, on an episode someday. Yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll send you over Bad Spirits if you don't already have it. And uh, I have this. These, I, uh, I have that. Links. Yeah, that is, you have it. Yeah, it's a great. Maybe read. take a look at that or yeah. something. That's kind of uh, there's a lot more in there than meets the eye. Yeah, and that's something I'll be talking about for a few months okay. with the media. Great. Well, all right. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Oh, absolutely, Jay. Thanks for having me on the show. That's all we've got for you tonight on Cryptique. Email us and let us know what you think at Cryptique podcast at gmail.com check out our store crypticpodcaststore.com and all of our social media links as well as jeffrey's will be in the show notes this is jay for ryan reminding you when you open a door to the spirit world you never know who's going to show up don't do it good evening crypt keepers As long as we have that, you can find the meaning on your own.